Well, welcome into Monmouth College Fighting Scots football here on a Saturday morning, seems odd to say. Joining me alongside for the broadcast today, I got Caden Rogers. How you doing, my man? Oh, good. It's a good Saturday. It's pretty nice, and it's good that the Scots get into another game here to end the season. Yeah, it's always uh, – coaches talk about it all the time. I just want one more week with my guys. I mean, we, we talked high school coaches throughout the season, and, and uh, that's, that's kind of the, the thing they're most happy about. I'm, I'm guessing most happy about is they get one more week with their guys at least. Yeah, it's perfect to get in there, and you got uh, many seniors. You got a fifth-year senior quarterback, so it's good to kind of give these guys a little send-off, and then maybe get some of the some of the younger guys in some experience here and go win a lakefront bowl today. The uh, yeah, the Scots heading to the lakefront bowl, Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Um, the uh, Cousin it, Subs like front bowl. Say Wauwatosa five <laughs> times fast, Sean. Exactly, yeah. I always have to check with the uh, the bowl game representatives just to make sure I'm pronouncing uh-huh. it right for the broadcast. You always got to you always got to check in. But uh, again, uh, the Scots, uh, you know, every, every college football team would rather be getting ready for an NCAA tournament today, which the Scots were this close, man. So this close. close. Just uh, just one game earlier in the season that unfortunately we uh, I was on the call with for uh, with Brent Dugan here. So it's here. your fault. Uh, yes, it might just be. We <laughs> lost the fourth quarter in about uh, about the halfway point. It was twenty to seventeen. There were no more scores, so just kind of back and forth. Uh, just failing to capitalize on opportunities, and I see definitely gave them enough opportunities, but just kind of falling short. And it's just sometimes not the season, not meant to be. So. Yeah, looking at, looking at the uh, the standings for this season, the uh, the Scots uh, just just missed going to the NCAA tournament. They tied Illinois College at eight and one atop the conference standings. But like we just alluded to, the the Illinois the Illinois College twenty to seventeen win over Monmouth was the head to head factor there. So Illinois College is moving on to play uh, somebody that the Scots know very well, Wartburg. They've been starting their seasons off with Wartburg. Well, the last well the last at least several seasons that I've been doing Scots football, they start with Wartburg. So IC's got Wartburg today, so it'll be offense versus offense. That might be the, the scoreboard might look like a pinball machine. It might, yeah, it might look a little <laughs> bit like um, I want to say maybe Illinois, Indiana over the uh, last uh, weekend. We might have double fifty points there. Might get over a hundred. <laughs> That's probably not what we're going to have today no. here for our game today. As much offense is going to be happening at the Illinois College Wartburg ball game. Probably not going to get. Probably now I say that probably it's a bowl game, so. The, uh, I'm sure the offensive coaches are going to pull everything out of their out of their hat that they have, but uh, two pretty solid defenses going on today with Monmouth and the St. Norbert Green Knights, uh, an old old uh, Midwest Conference rival. I've, I've actually done several Monmouth College St. Norbert championship games in the Midwest Conference when they had two divisions, and then when they met at some point before divisions for for a championship game. These te- these two teams know each other very well. They do, and I believe that we were looking into the last time these teams played. They were here at Monmouth. A um, guy we know uh, kind of came <laughs> on the scene at the end of the game. And Carter Boyer, back when he was just a freshman, now he's a fifth-year senior. Long Seems like a long time probably for Carter. Yeah, uh, I remember that game vividly. It was right at, right at April Zorn Memorial Stadium in Monmouth, and the, the Scots trailed 7-3. Uh, late in the game, and they they literally stuck freshman Carter Boyer in for that drive, and uh, he led an 89-yard drive, had a big, big pass play, had like a 50-yard pass play during that drive at some point, but led him 89 yards for the game-winning score. No pressure for a freshman. Just go out there in a championship game and lead lead an 89-yard touchdown drive. And I got to say that when you watch him play, you know, you see how poised he is. That had to play a factor, and you get thrown basically to the Wolves in your (laughs) freshman year. And granted, it was the last game of the year, but like that's a huge test for Boyer, and it 
I think just sharpened him now, and we are seeing kind of the residual effects of that in how well he's come along in his Scots career. He has came along very well, uh, folks. He's he's ranked nationally in a, in just a ton of uh, of passing categories, passing efficiencies, thirty eighth in the nation. Also passing touchdowns with twenty four, tied for thirty eighth, twenty uh, third in the nation with passing yards per game. Also. Uh, total offense, which is well, he can he can hurt you with his legs too. He's done that several times this year. He's broken off several long runs. He's gotten a couple of touchdowns there through the ground. So he's kind of he's come along as a dual threat as well. So throwing the football and rushing the football, he's ninth in the entire nation in Division Three in uh, in total offense. So uh, uh, Carter Boyer ha- is having a fantastic season. Also having a, a great year for the Scots is McCade Brooks. Uh, running the football that was a huge that was a huge question mark I think they kind of knew what they had with Carter and I would throw our our top four receivers against anybody in the nation as far as mm-hmm. depth wise um, uh, but the running game was gonna who, who's gonna run the football we, we lost Devin Lawrence um, and also a couple other really good uh, uh, running backs the last couple of seasons had a bunch of freshmen coming in who was gonna take the reins McCade Brooks did that yeah, he came in uh, the South Fulton product, actually a, very, a pretty local kid, and he comes in and he, he just runs hard, man, and it makes it easy. Like we said, Carter Boyer's had a lot of success. It makes it easy when you have a guy in the backfield you can trust to just hand it off to on those short downs and pick up pick up the yards and move the sticks, and then on those early downs, first and ten, if you got a running back in there that's going to get you back to the line of scrimmage or lose yards, that's not somebody that's going to help you out putting you in negative situations. So McCade Brooks has been a guy that this Scots offense can absolutely lean on. Probably why the Scots are in the top 20 in the nation in first downs. I know they it helps. Had, they it had definitely a, helps. They had a three-game stretch <laughs> where they averaged, folks, 32 first downs a game. Simulation 32. Sports got on the air a lot with those <laughs> first right. downs. We had to double their we had to double their sponsorship. They got so many calls for <laughs> for first downs. Uh, well, we're going to talk about this game and and also get a chance to hear uh, head coach Chad Braun with our uh, with our pregame coaches interview brought to you by Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. This is the Kellogg Printing Pregame Show. Kellogg Printing Company Incorporated has been on the public square in Mammoth since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. Today's broadcast powered by the United Way of Greater Warren County, where 100% of your donations directly impact our local communities. And we're broadcasting from the Vic Royce Furniture Broadcast booth. We'll be back with that Mammoth Farm and Home Realty pregame coaches interview in 30 seconds. Welcome back to the Kellogg Printing pregame show here on WREM. It's time for our pregame coaches interview with Mammoth College Fighting Scott head coach, Mr. Chad Braun. Our pregame coaches interview brought to you by Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. If you're ready to buy or sell your home, call Mammoth Farm and Home Realty at 734-6600 or check them out online at mammothfarmandhomerealty.com. Coach, how you doing? Doing good, Sean. I bet you are. 24th straight win in the uh, Bronze Turkey Bowl. Uh, pretty good performance. Yeah, I, I don't know if you'd say <laughs> it was a pretty good performance, but it was a win. You know, I didn't think we played our best, but anytime you can win, you walk away. A win, a win is a win. Definitely, I didn't think we were at our best on either side of the ball Saturday, but hats off to Knox. They came ready to play and did a great job. And you know, Coach Willits is is doing some good things over there with that program. And you know, we just didn't bring our best Saturday. But I told our guys afterwards, anytime you can win a college football game, you celebrate, you enjoy it. Um, it's hard to win a college football game. Well, with with the offensive style that Knox ran, I mean, it, it's different. You may, it takes a little while to maybe get adjusted. Yeah, for you sure. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, you just cannot 
simulate the the speed that it hits at in practice just because they run it way more efficiently than our guys can in three or four days you know so it's it's really hard to simulate for the most part we were pretty assignment sound we blew a couple assignments um you know gave up you know the big play is kind of what bit us a little bit saturday defensively gave up the big pass play on the on the fake toss boot and then we uh you know gave up the the big run to the quarterback but besides that you know two plays i thought we played pretty solid defensively yeah 14 nothing at the half and understandably i guess knox was pretty pretty excited going off the field down 14 nothing which is odd but the way the halftime scores have been the last two or three years i understand the excitement but inside i'm like oh you might have woke up the bear there <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not, you know i, I understand you know, yeah yeah, yeah. But still i mean if they were in a game I, i'd be excited to be in it too you know so i mean i'm sure they thought of what happened the year before and how we're up, you know, 45 nothing at half, you know. So hats off to them. We didn't execute on offense, and when you don't execute on offense, you know, you only put up 14 points, you know. So uh, I didn't think we did a very good job executing on offense. And thankfully, and you know, when it got tight in the third quarter there, you know, we were able to make some plays on special teams, give our offense a short field, and then they were able to cash in. Yeah, it got down to 14-7. I think we were pinned inside our five only up one score and then and it was it was all scouts from there a couple big plays and got things rolling again yeah for sure um you know i think the the big run by carter gave us the 21-7 lead and then you know the next two times they punted you know um you know we we took advantage and and uh made some plays on special teams set up our offense with a short field and then um, able to finish it off with the, you know, the throwback to Derek there. So, <laughs> what a fun. And so yeah, you just never know what's going to happen towards the end of a Knox Monmouth game. If, if it's, you know, the score's a little out of range, which they have been lately. Uh, just a fun play to Derek Brown, get, get the touchdown. He looked very excited. The sideline was pumped, man. Yeah, for sure. You know, we, we had it in and we ran it this week <laughs> in practice and, um, you know, and, you know, Carter made a heck of a throw, and and uh, you know Jackson made a heck of a block on the perimeter there, and 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 uh, it was good to see Derek after, you know, he's been politicking for a lot of years to, 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 say, to get I, a touch. So we we finally got him one. He don't, don't tell me he came to the sideline looking at at uh, Coach Freitag saying, "See, I should have been a part of this offense a long time ago." <laughs> yeah, you know, Coach Freitag asked me, you know, uh, as we were winding down there in the third quarter, if I if I wanted it right there, and I said, "Heck yeah, let's go for it." So. <laughs> That's awesome. And then we, we do the uh, the senior thing, which you've uh -huh. done for the last several years. Kind of tell the folks how that how that works. Yeah, so, um, you know, we just let the seniors all go out together and, and, and take their last knees um, together on the football field. Um, you know, they've, they've worked together for the last four or five years together and had to endure a lot of things. And so we call it senior victory and, and uh, just send them out there, take their last couple of knees and, and kneel it down. And uh, that's always a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if you heard Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles when he went out there at quarterback, but he he's identifying the mic and and having a little fun <laughs> playing quarterback. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and that's also I wanted to ask. I'm always interested to see who's going to take the snap for that. How does that work? How does how does the lobby? You know, work I for really that? I really have. You know, it's kind of whoever barks the loudest uh, <laughs> takes makes it. Out there I first. really don't have much influence into it. I just say, hey, senior victory won, and then somebody barks the loudest, says, I'm taking this, this nap, and the other guy says, I'm taking it. So they, they kind of sort it out themselves. There you go. That's the way it should work, I guess, right? Let them, let them, let them work it out themselves. Well, that ends the season, uh, regular season, excuse me, 8-2 and two overall, 8-1 and one in the Midwest Conference. Just kind of give me your, your – uh, your kind of synopsis of the regular season yeah you know i mean re really good year um obviously you know 
defensively starting out that that Warbird game, you know, giving up 62 points, and then you know now we're only giving up 14 points a game uh, collectively at the end of the year. You know, I think we're top 25 in scoring defense in the nation. So we, I thought we made a lot of progress on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, offensively, you know, kind of the opposite. We started out, you know, like gangbusters against uh, Warburg and really, you know, put up a lot of points. Um, and then, you know, uh, the last couple of weeks, you know, I, I don't think we've played to the standard that, that we're capable of playing, you know. So hopefully we can put it together one last time during the bowl game. Um, you know, but we've had a great year. You know, uh, it, it starts always up front with your offensive line. I think they've done a tremendous job. Um, defensively, you know, you think about Anthony Sakakis. He gets he gets uh, benched after the Warburg game, and then he comes back, and now he's Ooh. one of the nation's leaders in sacks. You know, like, I mean, w- what a tremendous year for him, the character that he had um, to, to – you know, not play well against Warburg and then come back and have the year that he's had. I mean, he's been been unbelievable. And, you know, a lot of veteran leadership on this team. They really handled the, the Illinois College loss. And, you know, a lot of teams that would have would have crushed them and, and ended their season. And our kids, you know, they fought, you know, all the, all the way back and gave us a shot even to the last week to win the conference, you know. So uh, proud of that. You know, it's a, it's a great group. They work hard every day. They come to practice with energy. It's a fun group to coach week in, week out. Tied with Illinois College atop the Midwest Conference standings. Illinois College with the head-to-head will move on to the NCAA tournament. But we get to play one more week, too, at the uh, Cousins Subs Lakefront Bowl for the second straight year up in Wisconsin. Uh, another week with your guys. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You know, um, you know, and, and this is uh, going to be a great, great <laughs> ball game. I mean, you're talking about two really storied programs um, that have great – uh, rich tradition history against each other you know we have great respect for the St. Norbert football team um, you know they have a tremendous team you know really you look at their season they're they're really about two plays away from going uh, nine and one you know like I mean they're they're a legit football team and you always know, have been yeah and they played Aurora who's going to the playoffs as tough as anybody all year uh, you watch that game they had a bunch of opportunities to to score and just um, you know, didn't get it done in the red zone, but they're, they're a very capable football team. It's going to be the one, one of the best football teams we've played this year. So they're, they're really, really good, really well coached. You know, they know it's a rival, you know, between us and them. So they're going to come ready to play. You know, unique start time, too, playing at 11 a.m. We, we, you know, we haven't had to prepare this week. will help, you know, last week playing at noon. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, a lot of factors uh, going into this game, but yeah, they're they're, they're going to be. It's going to be a great challenge for for our guys. Yeah, I mean, you, when you think bowl game, you think, oh, it's 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 a football game. We get to play. It's another week of practice. Another week to to play the game that we love. But then you throw in St. Norbert, it just makes it it makes it even better. I mean, it's it's beyond a bowl game now. This is the old days. Yeah, for sure. I I, I think it's you know tremendous that it's us and them in the matchup. You know, I think it 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 creates a lot of excitement on both sides. You know. Um, there's people from Monmouth that are excited that it's St. Norbert. Yes. There's people from St. Norbert that are really excited that it's Monmouth, you know. So um, I think it makes it really um, intriguing, this game now. Um, adds a little bit more excitement to it that, you know, you're renewing a, a great rivalry that, that happened for so many years. Really, really impressed with them on film. They're big and physical up front, um, do a great job running the ball. Their running backs are, are tough runners, uh, typical St. Norbert type kids. I mean, just just tough. Um, and physical on the O-line. Um, <clears throat> really remind me a lot of the St. Louis Rams 
uh, under Sean McVay, what they're doing offensively, um, you know, with some of their formations, their tight formations and the motions and, and, and things like that. But I watched a little bit of the Benedictine game and what I saw in the Benedictine game, uh, they're playing great defensively down the stretch. You look at, you know, their last three games, they won in overtime against Concordia, only gave up seven points in that game. Um, they played Concordia Chicago, only gave up seven there, and then they blanked uh, Benedictine. So, so they're playing great defense down the stretch here. So um, it's going to be a great challenge. They're, they're a playoff caliber football team, and that's what we're going to face on Saturday. Yeah, I, uh, when I heard the matchup was going to be St. Norbert, I got a smile on my face, and already a couple of times this morning while we've been talking, the smile came on your face. It's St. Norbert. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's so many great memories and, and heartbreak games uh, against them. Going, you know, just watching film, watching Minahan Stadium on film. Um, you know, I used to love going up to that place and, and playing at their place. And because um, you just knew anytime you play St. Norbert, you got to be at your best, you know, and they always brought, brought the best out of Mammoth. And I think Mammoth's always brought the best out of St. Norbert. So it's, it's just been a great rivalry through the years. All right, Coach, good luck. Uh, let's get a bowl game. Let's go 2-0 and in the bowl game. It's going to be a great challenge. It's going to be a great ball game. We're, we're excited about it, and it uh, should be a heck of a ball game to watch. It's going to be the uh, Lakefront Scots Bowl if we keep winning these things. They're just going to have to rename yeah, the Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. It, it's, it, like I said, this week we're, we got our hands full. They're, they're a great football program. It's going to be a heck of a ball game. Looking forward to it. It's, and like you said, a lot of people, local people are, once once the uh, matchup came out, a lot, of, a lot of local people are looking forward to this one. All right, Coach, good luck. Thanks, Sean. Head Coach Chad Braun with the Monmouth College Fighting Scots as we'll continue our Kellogg printing pregame show coming up after a break. Kickoff around the corner, Monmouth College, St. Norbert College, Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl here on AM 1330, FM 95.7 WREM, and com. We'll be back. Welcome back to Fighting Scots Football here on AM 1330, FM 95.7 WRAM. As we get set for kickoff, we'll take care of some sponsor things. Our referees today sponsored by Kehoe Eye Care in Monmouth and Galesburg. Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly with Kehoe Eye Care. The National Anthem brought to you by Dame Fine Coffee. It's not just good, it's Dame Fine in Monmouth, Galesburg, and Burlington. And today's uniform sponsors Sponsored by MC Sport and More, your home for all your sports equipment and team apparel. Hats, hoodies, polos, footballs, bats, gloves, much, much more. MCSportandMore.com. Before we get to our starting lineups, it's our keys to the game. Uh, brought to you by Midwest Bank, your locally owned community bank, investing in you, member FDIC. I'm Sean Temple alongside Caden Rogers. Caden, you've been listening to Scott's football all season long. What's the, what's the key for them today? I think um, they got to play to their strengths, and what they do well, they move the sticks. They got to keep the sticks moving in front of them. They got to, you know, get on first and ten, make it second and se- or second and three, get those seven yard gains, keep it, keep yourself in front, and that starts with I think getting McCade Brooks going in this game, and I think a big key is kind of getting to the sideline to sideline aspect where you're getting to those sidelines quicker you're getting the guards out there faster than the defense and you're getting kind of the edge on that that really helps the run game going so I think getting McCade Brooks unlocked in this game and setting the tone and then you can start to get in that passing offense settles down Carter Boyer and the offense so I think getting McCade Brooks going is a huge key to this game I I totally I totally agree because both teams put pressure on the quarterback. So if you can keep yourself from second and long, third and long, especially Absolutely. third and long, obviously especially third and long, uh, both these teams rank in the top forty in the nation. The Scots actually in the top ten in, in sacks 
for the season. The Scots eighth in the nation with 34 total team sacks, but St. Norbert has 28 sacks themselves. So uh, getting ahead of the sticks, uh, not not staying out of third and long, I think it's going to be huge. And that is a perfect point. If I had to give a defensive key to this game, Sakakis and Tevin Baker, setting that edge is going to be huge, getting pressure. Just, again, that's playing to your strengths here, setting the tone on defense. That's going to be huge. So look out for Baker and Sakakis in this game. Getting ready for the coin flip here at Robbie Stadium on the uh, the uh, campus of Wisconsin Lutheran College in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. The Scots have their four captains out for the coin toss, and very cool. They've got all the rest of the seniors, which there's a number of them, I think uh, 22 total, counting your fifth year and then your, your uh, senior class. They're standing, I'd say, what, about 15 yards behind the, uh, the coin toss, all on the line. Very cool. That is absolutely perfect, and uh, Coach Braun does an amazing job of getting these seniors uh, – represented and these things may seem small like take, taking the last knee and and having your guys out there for the coin toss but it really builds a culture and a program all those recruits are looking at this saying that's a team I want to play for that's that's a great point I, I think that's a great idea and I can't remember last year if the Scots had done that but they lined up all their all their seniors behind behind the captain it's very cool uh the Scots won the toss they have deferred to the second half so St. Norbert We'll, uh, we'll receive the kickoff, so we'll take a look at our Mammoth McDonald's starting lineups. Your Mammoth area McDonald's is now hiring. Check to see what openings are available at your local Mammoth McDonald's. We'll give the uh, Finding Scots defense here first. Your uh, defensive lineman, Anthony Sakakis, having a fantastic year. Uh, Jeremiah Hartnett and Nick Serrano. Your linebackers will be Tevin Baker from uh, Weathersfield High School nearby Kiwani. Tanner Tomaski, Caleb Endicott, and Jeremiah Glenn Lewis-Charles. Your defensive backs, Zane Beebe, Andre Barnes, Rocky and Spinks from Gelsberg, and our own Mammoth Roseville Titan, Derek Chandler, getting another start. Yeah, we uh, saw he kind of came in for uh, Michael Lord, who hopefully is, you know, getting some, uh, having a good rehab here. We hope he... Uh, Kind of oh, gets healthy. Yes, absolutely. And that's that's kind of a tough way to end the season. But we hope he's doing all right in his recovery. But big spot for Derek Chandler, only a sophomore. Going to show what he can do and hopefully kind of show off for Coach Braun and see if he can secure a spot in the next few years for Chandler. Well, it's uh, Derek did such a good job absolutely. on special teams, man. He was all over the place on special teams. And that's where you can get some playing time, man. That's where it's made in those freshman and sophomore years. That's where you impress your coaches. And like special teams coach Braun always mentions it all the time it's not a necessarily flashy spot to play in but it, it really helps in impressing coaches and the kickoff by Cody Zelk somehow stays in bounds along that right sideline to Farm King kickoff the family store with more since 1959 the Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl is underway Scott's be on defense the kick I don't I can't I can't fathom how that did not go out of bounds it hit right on the sideline and somehow stayed in bounds just kind of trickled around along the sideline and i think that's a little, uh, zelk magic there to keep that in bounds and not get the penalty for monmouth yeah down around the 20 it couldn't have been with a yard or two from from uh, kicking and, and going out of bounds and somehow i uh, put the right spin on it so the offense for st norbert will be on the field first quarterback peyton lyon running back owen kudik and tight end tommy heft your wide receivers paul Bajanis, mitch van boren austin miller We'll get with the, the uh, line here after this first play. Straight ahead, not a whole lot there. Maybe a couple of yards out to about the 23-yard line on first down for the St. Norbert Knights. Your lineman, Nathan Kryzan, Lucas Tappy, Hunter Husek, Lane Nearing, and Logan Urchel. Yeah, we heard uh, Coach Braun give a huge uh, 
huge uh, praise to St. Norbert. He kind of mentioned that they like to run a little bit of Sean McVay-style offense. I'm interested to see yeah. how they come out in their initial offensive sets. When he said St. Louis, St. Louis Rams or uh, the, the Rams, I yeah. thought maybe it was the St. Louis Rams are going to have the greatest show on turf where they just kind of throw that thing around. But yeah. <laughs> they are going to throw here on second down passes, batted down at the line of scrimmage. Falls uh, near that far sideline, so it'll be third and long. And like we like we said, neither team wants to be stuck in third and long today. No, and that's a huge uh, start for Mama's defense. And these big defensive linemen, the they they're long and they get their hands up there and swat the ball away. So that's a great play on second down for the Scots. Third and eight now for the Green Knights on their own 23-yard line, just underway here. A couple of subs coming onto the field for the Green Knights, and here the Scots can uh, pin their ears back here early on. The, much different than we had this time last year. We had a whiteout of snow before the game started last year yeah. where you could barely see the players. It's been great weather-wise as it looks like. Um, in the middle caught for yeah. a first down after the 32-yard line. That was a nice nice diving catch there by Paul Bajanis. Great catch nice there. Play. And like we were going to mention, it was snowing by Knox game last year. It's been great. <laughs> wow. right. Great break weather-wise. Hopefully it continues into the winter season. We've had, actually, and I, I'm, this game's not over, so I don't want to I don't want to jinx it, but we've had fantastic weather all season long. No weather delays, which has been on the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. First and 10 on the catch by Bajanis out to the 31-yard line. First and 10 for the Green Knights. Lions takes the snap. He'll give straight ahead. And contact behind the line of scrimmage. He's going to drive forward for maybe a couple there. That is that is the running back, Owen Kudik. Yeah, good way to uh, kind of get something out of that. Looks like he was going to go for negative or get stuffed completely, but he's able to uh, push the line there. Kudik is the uh, second leading rusher for the uh, St. Norbert Green Knights. Uh, Delton Z- uh, Zulliger was, uh, was the leading rusher. He's actually second on the depth chart. I'm sure we'll see some, some uh, Dalton. Seliger before this this day is over, but second leading rusher Kudik, 677 yards coming into this bowl game. Second and eight, gain of two for Kudik. Lyon takes the snap. He'll play action, looking down the field over the middle. Got a man right there. Ooh, incomplete. A little bit of a low there, throw there. Would have been a first down out to about the 45, 46 yard line, but Low throw. Yeah, kind of hard to hem in there for uh, St. Norbert, but I saw a sea of Scots swarming to that ball. There were about five uh, red jerseys right there. So good defense, uh, defensive awareness there from Monmouth. Yeah, it looked like good zone coverage. Uh, Absolutely. The receiver tried to kind of kind of find a soft spot in that zone. And like you said, there was uh, good coverage, red, red jerseys everywhere. Scots in their red jerseys and red bottoms with the white numbers. Scots across the white helmet. Back to pass his line. Screen pass set up. Incomplete. Nowhere near the uh, running back out of the backfield. So fourth down. So that'll bring on the punt team for St. Norbert. Pretty good start here for the Scots defense. Yeah, great start. And on that third down, I saw it looked like uh, Caleb Endicott just kind of came from his linebacker spot and just went after the quarterback, and that kind of pressured him to make the uh, bit of the air and throw here. So, you know, after the initial first down, they didn't really even let him get to the 35-yard line. So a great start for Monmouth. Fourth and eight. So the punt team out for the St. Norbert Green Knights. Punter is Mason Lavaki. Takes the snap. Kick is away. Good high kick. Drives the Scots returner back. Fair catch called for it to 23. That's a good good punt there by La, by Lavaki. Or uh, adult Moise, I guess. Nope, Mason Lavaki. Moise is the uh, kickoff guy. So 
Scott's offense on the field. Let's give the Scott's offense brought to you by your Monmouth area McDonald's. You want to give the Scott's offense? I can. We got uh, starting a quarterback, of course, fifth-year senior Carter Boyer. We got Dylan Bowe on the H-back. Cade Brooks will be the tailback today. Wide receivers Nate Thornton, Brendan Bishop, and Jackson Bergeron. Also, of course, they're going to mix in uh, Nick Obsaint here. And then the offensive line from left to right, Kobe McMillan, TJ Schroeder, Derek Brown, who caught a touchdown pass at the Knox <laughs> game. I've got to mention that. Malik Boxley and James Conner at right guard, right tackle. So the starting offense for the Scots. First play straight ahead for McCade Brooks. Not much there. Actually, probably maybe back to the line of scrimmage. If he's lucky, it'll be yeah, second and ten, right back to the line of scrimmage. Uh, pretty, good, uh, pretty good rushing defense here by the uh, – St. Norbert Green Knights only giving up uh, 989 yards rushing all season, uh, just 2.7 yards per rush. That's pretty solid. And, and that's what we mentioned. It can kind of get scary when you want to establish the run and getting away from that, but hopefully they stick with it here and get Brooks going. But they're going long on this Boyer play. down the sideline. He's got his man, Jackson Berger, and inside Knights territory down to the 44-yard line. Just what a nice a, catch. That was great coverage by the Knights. Absolutely, but from Boyer, it's just a, you're trusting your guy in this spot, and it's a good guy to trust there in Jackson Bergeron. That's a very – we alluded to it in the pregame show. That's a very reminiscent of his first pass he completed against St. Norbert the last time they played St. Norbert, a 50-yarder to uh, get that drive going. This might just be a team he might play well, hopefully. <laughs> continues it. First and ten, our first first down brought to you by – Simulation Sports in Mama. First and 10 from the 44. Boyer down the left sideline again. He's got Berger just out of his reach at the 15-yard line. He had a step. Tried to go back to the well, but oh, just a bit off on that one, and that could have been a touchdown knowing Berger and Speedy. I mean, not bad coverage again. Just Berger had the step, and he's going to have the step on a lot of guys. Just maybe, just off that Just one. maybe a half a yard to a yard, a little bit shorter, and Berger catches that in stride for the touchdown. So I think they like the matchup, obviously. They like to match up with Bergen today. We've The Scots have very tall receivers. They do. And they seem like they're always taller than the defensive backs, for the most part, throughout the season. Yeah, Second like, and ten. I like the early aggression from yeah, Braun. Yeah, me too. Here. Maybe that'll open up the running game now, and it does for Brooks. Yeah, maybe a yard. Not a whole lot there. It'll bring up a third and nine now. That's that's the one bad thing about throwing the long incompletion. That's Now you're, you're down to third and nine. Right, and now you're on second and ten, and you're debating, you know, do you go for the sticks again, or do you try and get the run? Well, against St. Norbert, they're going to stop you a couple times on that run game. So, talked about getting in front of sticks here. Hopefully, you can at least make this fourth and manageable. As if you get down to about that 35 just short, you're you're in great uh, fourth down range. Yeah, yeah. I say, if you get maybe half of this, if you get inside the 40, I think you're definitely going for Absolutely. it Absolutely. Especially as well as your defense played on the first game. Back to pass is Boyer. Looking over the middle. Got a man. First and 10 at the 32. Falling inside the 30, right at the 30 is where they'll spot the football down. Nick Obsaint. Talked about mixing him in, and that's a perfect play there. They just kind of go over the middle, design him up a route to get him open. And I don't know if they were necessarily going for the first down there just to make it manageable, but Obsaint got it after the catch. Man, I would I would honestly put the uh, four Scots receivers against anybody in the nation as far as depth from one to four. Uh, Thornton with 48 catches. Jackson Bergen, 47 catches. Brendan Bishop, 40 catches, and then and then Nick Obsaint with 21. They are incredibly deep. Boyer's going to keep it this time. Off the right side, inside the 30, down to about the 28, gain of two, second and eight. Give the Knights something else to look for. Absolutely. Look and for you. 
Rublik on the carry there. And, you know, we talked about getting McCade Brooks going, and I think that also extends to Rublik. No matter who you have in that backfield, getting them going to help Carter Boyer kind of settle in. But he seemed to settle in nicely <laughs> on that deep throw to Bergeron anyway. So Rublik in the ballgame now for the Scots in the backfield. This is a lone back for, uh, for Monmouth. That was another Simulation Sports first down. The weather will never put a damper on the fun when you book an event at Simulation Sports. Perfect for parties, company events, or fundraisers. Simulation Sports in Mama. Third, second and eight. Excuse me, second and eight from the 28. Boyer looking over the middle again. This time under pressure. Steps up in the pocket. Down he goes. Sacked back at the 35-yard line. Yeah, the whole pocket kind of collapsed on him there as he tried to step up. Now there's a... uh, Scott's lineman down at the 32, trying to struggle get to get to his feet. Um, yeah, does finally. Looks like T.J. Schroeder. T.J. Schroeder. Uh, Scott's going to take a timeout, or is this an injury timeout? I didn't see if this was a signal for an actual timeout, or if it's just they seen T.J. Schroeder down. They might have signaled for an injury timeout, but, I mean, Schroeder walked off <laughs> fine. So he's trying so. to get up. He's, he's, he's going to tough it out. He's going to tough it out, yeah. He's going to yeah. have to at least sit for a little bit. I'm sure he's probably already got a tape job, but it might be a retape job here mm-hmm. on the sideline. Yeah, he's pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, just an injury timeout as, as uh, Scott's offense rolls back here to the line of scrimmage. But it sets up a third and about 13 from their own from the uh, Knights' 33-yard uh, line. Got to get to the 20 for the first down. Two receivers left and right for the Scots. Takes a snap. Looking downfield. Boyer down the right sideline. Nearly picked off at the 25. That was just fantastic coverage from St. Norbert. Going to get a number on the defensive back there. Again, on the far side of the field. Kind of hard to see the numbers. Yeah, that's going to bring up a fourth and 13 from the 33. You're too far for a field. Well, you're talking a 50-yarder. And obviously too too close to the goal line for a punt from the 33. I mean, it would be tough to kind of keep that thing inside the 10. We have seen Carter Boyer do a couple quick quick kicks here recently, but I don't think you do it from this place. I think you just go for I it. don't think so, especially in a bowl game here. You know, you got your last game of the season, kind of rolled the dice here, but we'll see what Coach Braun dials up. As I think they brought in a Dylan Bone as an extra blocker, but play stops here. Timeout taken by St. Norbert. I think they kind of realize maybe how big this play is, too. Our first first down of the ballgame sponsored by Tinkham's Electric. Looking for an electrician contractor you can trust? Call Tinkham's Electric at 335-3034. We'll be back. Both teams back on the field following the timeout. Fourth and 13 for the Scots from the Norbert 33. Got two receivers left, one right. A couple of tight ends in the... uh, out there with a single sidecar to Boyer's right, back to pass. And under pressure, rolls right, rolls right, rolls right, and runs out of bounds. Boy, at that point, you just throw it, right? I would think so. You know, just kind of get a little arm pun or something or something like that because I think he maybe got a yard or two at best. Yeah, it's going to be turned over on downs to the uh, St. Norbert Knights inside uh, right at the 30, which would have been the original line of scrimmage. And I think what killed that drive for Monmouth was St. Norbert getting interior pressure. That is something that's huge on defense because you get pressure on the outside perimeter. Sometimes the quarterback's just going to step up in yeah, the pocket. Yeah, going to run straight ahead. Carter Boyer tried to step up in the pocket twice there. He had nowhere to go. He had to kick it out on that fourth down play. But on that, on that second down play, he took a long sack. So that was a huge uh, 
huge to get that pressure going from St. Norbert as not much on the run there to start. Yeah, Kudik maybe gets about a half a yard out to the 31 and a half. It'll be uh, second and nine and a half for the, uh, for the Green Knights. Not a whole lot of the ground so far for uh, Kudik and, and the Green Knights. And I was looking down the field when Boyer was, was uh, rolling right. He had, a, he had a receiver with a bunch of probably three white-shirted uh, Green Knights, Norberts around him. Just throw it. If they pick it, that's best-case scenario. If they pick you. it, it's kind of like the like little a, kick like that we great, were talking about. Like a great little little pooch punt. Yeah. It would have been about the five-yard line. Now, granted, St. Norbert smartly should have just knocked it down, but who knows? Rolling right is Lyon under pressure from Tevin Baker. Gets rid of it and complete outside the 35-yard line. Good hard tackle there from Nick Serrano. He just kind of grabbed and didn't let go and just – Took him right to the ground, so brings up a third down here for the Green Knights. Third and about three from the 38-yard line. Got to get to the 41. A nice little little pitch there to the tight end, Dylan Rhodes. And we, uh, at least we've seen it all season long uh, for the Scots. Not a whole lot of deep patterns by opposing opposing wide receivers. Now, granted, this is, this is a pretty good ball club in St. Norbert. They probably have a little bit more – confidence in their pass protection straight ahead into the line of scrimmage and nowhere actually a loss on the play back to the 41 going nowhere was the uh backup running back actually backup running back today on the depth chart but uh, the leading rusher for the for the green knights yeah i think st norbert uh tried to catch monmouth a little off guard with that run but uh, it looks like sakakis and tanner tomoski were right there they were not fooled now, Zuliger, Delt Zuliger on the on the carry, and he got nowhere. Actually lost a couple yards. Well, they're going to say 42, so a one-yard loss. Hunt team out for the Knights. High snap brought down by the punter. Ooh, nearly Just blocked. got it away. Just got away, and it might actually have been tipped at the line of scrimmage. It's going to get a good roll like we've seen all opposing punters do against Monmouth this year. Just got a good roll down to the 36. That could have been disastrous for St. Norbert. We talked about Zelk's magic to kind of keep it on the sidelines on the opening kickoff. A little bit of uh, St. Norbert punter that we got. Uh, we got Mason Lavaki. A little Lavaki magic there. Yeah, that was amazing that he got that down to the 36. I think it might have been tipped. I know. Uh, the punt returner for Monmouth College was completely waving everybody away from it. So, Scott's football, decent field position to 36. That's not something you'd complain about usually. You know, get in a tight game like this. Right now it's played between the 30s. It's been decent field position for Monmouth to start. Straight ahead. That's the Scott's best rush of the day out to the 40-yard line. So, a gain of four for uh, is that Brooks or, or uh, yeah, it's McCade Brooks getting that carry. So, a gain of four for Brooks. He's getting close to the 1,000-yard mark, I noticed, this week. He needs needs 140 today okay. to get to 1,000, It's going to be, be uh, nice. It's going to be tough against a, a very stingy run defense, but can't put it past McCade Brooks. Thornton needs 144 to reach 1,000 yards receiving, and Jackson Berger needs 165. For Got a good a start. Yards. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Jackson's gotten – he's probably getting near that 900 mark. Back to pass. Deep throw down the right sideline from Boyer. Just out of the reach of the receiver down the, the uh, far sideline at the 20. That would have been a huge play. Stretching the defense out there on third and six. Once again, aggressive from Coach Braun. Just kind of took a deep shot there. And uh, just like on the last one from uh, Boyer to Berger and on the other drive, just a, just a hair off. And I believe that was Thornton on the right yeah. side. He had a step again just – just missed from Boyer, and he's going to settle in. If they're going to keep these receivers open, Boyer's going to start hitting these throws. 
That was the second. I was wrong. I thought that was third and six. Now it's third and six for the Scots. So I was wondering if they were going for it. I seen the offense stay on the field. I was like, oh, okay, it's third and six, not fourth and six. But yeah, not yeah, exactly just, fourth down. Just missing receivers by about a yard. Stepping up in the pocket now is Boyer. Now he'll run out to the right sideline, throws down the field, incomplete, intended for his receiver at the Knights 45. That was Brendan Bishop there. I know I seen Nate Thornton kind of beer off. I think he's a little – little tired after that long run down the right sideline, so Bishop was in on that play. Yeah, it was a great effort from Boyer, but again, he just kind of stepped up into St. Norbert defenders and had to run for his life to the right side. Just great interior pressure from the Green Knights to start. They've been blowing up plays here early. Punt team on for the Scots for the first time. That is Cody Zelk. Kick is away. Caught and a fair catch called for at the 18-yard line for the Green Knights. So the Scots, that's not bad inside the 20. That's what you want to stack up that inside the 20 column if you're a punter. Pretty good punt there by uh, by the Scots, uh, Cody Zelk. Doing double-time duty here. Of course, filling in for uh, uh, Addison Fletcher, who left last season. Great punter, won many uh, MWC awards mm -hmm. in his time. But Zelk has done a great job filling in in both spots. Uh, Zelk was, was hurt for a good portion there of the middle part of the season. Yeah, Alec Hessen stepped in yeah. there. He did a great job as well. So it's always been pretty good for special teams here in Monmouth. So lying out, lying in the offense for the Green Knights. Back to pass, looking out to his left, throws it down the left sideline deep, out of play. Completely, uh, oh, probably about five yards out of play on that left sideline. And I think Lyon took a pretty good shot there as he threw it. He is... Kind looked of bent like, over a little bit there, uncomfortable. Looked like instant pressure from Sakakis there, and Lyon just kind of had to throw it up. Well, that's why we've seen all season long opposing teams against Monmouth with their pass rush. Uh, there's not a whole lot of deep routes because you just simply don't have time for your receiver to get down there. You just you got to keep it short, and of course, when you keep it short, you got those linebackers coming up in Tomaski and uh, uh, Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles, and they make it hard on you as well. Second and ten for the Knights from the 18. They give straight ahead. Tackled for a loss. Back to the 15, 16-yard line. So a loss of a couple there. Looks like Sakakis again. Possibly he is on a heater to start this game. He said, if you're not going to throw it and I can't go get the quarterback, he's one of the, the top guys in the nation as far as uh, as far as sacks go. Sakakis has uh, uh, second in the country with 15 sacks. If you're not going to throw it and I can't get sacks, I'll just take tackles for losses there. Yeah, and he's only a sophomore now and um, – Filling in, uh, taking the spot pretty much of Corbin Personette, and he's doing it uh, tremendously, and he's got a couple more years here at Monmouth. It'll be third and 12 for the Knights. Looking down the field is Lyon. Under pressure, down he goes. Speaking of a sack, did he lose ball the came ball? Out. ball came loose. Ooh, St. Norbert got on it, but it's all the way back to the 10. I think quarterback Lyon might have gotten back on it. No, one of the linemen. I think uh, number 65, uh, Lucas Tappy was Johnny on the spot there, um, but – Going to have a deep punt here from St. Norbert. Yeah, that's a sack. I didn't see. I was looking at the ball on the ground, so I didn't see which Scott's going to be we uh, be uh, credited with the sack. Looked like a host of them maybe gives them half sacks there. <laughs> could have been a bunch of them. Handed out quarter sacks. I think there was four of them there. <laughs> but it's a quarter sack on that one. All the way back inside the nine. Fourth and long, so the punter is about eight yards deep in his end zone. Good snap this time. This time the kick is away. And coming up to catch it and then losing the football, and Norbert got on it. Doggone it. 
boy, this guy, it was a short kick. He looked like he didn't get a whole lot of it. And uh, the uh, kick returner for the Scots, which is, I want to say. It's the law firm, the other law firm. I want, yeah, Glenn Gabe, Ziegler, yeah. Yeah, Gabe Ziegler. Uh, Harris? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Gabe Ziegler Harris. Came up to field the punt. You know, in that kind of case, you just kind of let that go. Yeah. But he, he ran forward and kind of almost dove forward to catch it. Just go ahead and let that hit. Even if it hits the ground at that spot, you're still getting good field position. Yeah, I've always seen plays like that where the returner has to go and dive for it. It just never seems to end up well and no. unless you get a great handle on it. It's okay to run forward to catch the ball. Absolutely. But anytime you have to dive on any kind of kick return, there's there's no there's no need in that. And the, the Scots turn it over. First turnover of the ball game. Goes back to the Knights at the 36. They're looking down the left sideline. Throws it away under pressure again. Looked like just kind of a screen play they tried to set up that got kind of blown up and detected by Monmouth's defense. And see, I think Secaucus again in there on the quarterback. Keen eyes just saw it and blew it up there, but tough break for Monmouth. They were going to have potentially a fumble inside the Norbert 10. It turns up into a Norbert ball at about the 36. Secaucus was late, was uh, lobbying for for intentional grounding. There was no receiver. He just threw it he, to the sideline. He, he threw it. He threw it to the, the Monmouth box. bench. Yeah, he was not out of the tackle box there. I agree with uh, with Secaucus. That could have very easily been uh, intentional grounding. And now the first really positive run for the St. Norbert Green Knights gets about six, maybe about five, about five. So it'll be third and five from. The Knights' own 41-yard line. Zuliger with the carry there. Not too many five-yard runs so far here for St. Norbert here in the first quarter. No score in the Lakefront Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl. Third and five from the 41-yard line. The Knights lying as a couple of backs with him for protection, looking out to his right, complete at the 48-yard line. That's going to be enough for a first down and. Actually, inside Scott's territory. Somehow stayed inbounds, got all the way down to the Scott's 45. Yeah, and that's what Norbert's going to have to live on in this game is it was just a, a quick read from uh, Lyon. He got it out to his receiver quickly, and I saw uh, Zuliger made a nice chip block on Sakakis there, who was again coming for the pressure. But just setting up these quick throws, these quick hitters, is going to be huge for the Green Knights, but we got a flag potentially. Oh, a flag on the play, a legal chop block on the Knights. That's going to come back. Boy, I, I didn't see the flag. I think Zuliger's got his... Zuliger's not happy about it. He's, he's got his hands out I like, think, what? And I think the referee just put up number three, so I think they're calling him for the block that I mentioned on Zakakis. Wow, that's going to come all the way back to the 26-yard line. So that's going to wipe out a first down throw from Lyon and bring up third and really long here, right? Yep, third, I see the stick across the way. Third and... Our first Farfig Nugan of the season of the, of the ball game here, more than twenty. A little bowl game Farfig Nugan. <laughs> the bowl game Farfig Nugan here. Is it still? Yeah, it's still before noon. We're still eating breakfast with the Scots today. We are. Got some high school girls basketball later today. We're gonna eat breakfast and lunch with the Scots, and we'll eat some dinner with the girls Titans. Little inside handoff there, little draw play on third and very long, probably safe for this guy for uh, Green Knights. You're probably not going to yeah. get third and about 20-plus there on that one. Get some better field position to punt it away for St. Norbert. It'll be 
fourth and 12 from the 34-yard line, the Knights' own 34-yard line here in the first quarter. So both both punters getting some work here early on. No surprise, like we said, as much offense no. is probably going to happen in that Illinois college Wartburg game. We're not going to see that kind of offense today. Yeah, if you're going to want offense, you're going to have to make the drive over there <laughs> to see uh, two offenses go off there. Snap back to the punter is good. Kick is away. That's a high, much better kick. And a fair catch called for at the 28-yard line. That might have been called from the sideline. Hey, let's let's. How about our offense go out here this time? Yeah, at least this time. You know, be, be chancy. I know it's a bowl game, and uh, and I know Harris loves to return punts. This time, let's just get our offense on the field, get our defensive break. Yeah, and the Scots have been moving nicely. They just have kind of stalled out near about midfield. They stalled out on the other drive when they went for it on fourth down in Norbert territory. So, just kind of finishing drive for the finishing drives for the Scots is going to be big. Just the, the entire first quarter here has been played pretty much between the 30s. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's a it's kind of a middle middle half of the field ball game. But the Scots offense out now, they are very uh, have the football at the 29-yard line. They'll start this series here as so we get later in the fourth quarter. little play action. Looking down the field is Boyer. I got him some time to throw and found his man complete. Be a little short. No, forward progress out to the 39-yard line. Ooh, that's a good spot there. Ooh. He went up to get that at about where the ref is spotting, so he made the catch there and got kind of pushed back. So I like the forward progress, keeping that a first down. Yeah, I don't – normally you don't – I mean, you see – obviously you see forward progress, but not that good a spot there. No. It's a pretty good spot. Pretty good spot. I mean, pretty good eyes on the spot. I think I mean. so. First and 10, another simulation sports in Monmouth first down at their own 39-yard line. No score, first quarter. Ooh, hitting the backfield is Rublik, and down he goes. Loss on the play of about at least two or three. We'll see what forward progress he gets. The 36-yard line, so a loss of three. Right in the backfield there for uh, St. Norbert, number five. Yeah, nowhere to go that time. Great penetration by the the lineman for the uh, St. Norbert Green Knights. Second and 13. If I look at the roster right, that number five there, Chase Veda. Chase Veda made a senior. nice nice stop. As Rubik's not not easy easy guy to tackle. We've no. seen him run over some guys and his yards after contact have been solid. Trips left here on the far on the uh, far side of the field. The deep side of the field. Now pre snap flag on the play. A little bit of amendment more. that to that. I kinda misread that wrong. Chase Veda is a quarterback. Actually, the other five, uh, probably. River Nicholas. Man, I love you gotta love college gotta football love with the double numbers. Yep. <laughs> River Nicholas, he's the senior uh defense linebacker defensive uh, lineman from Woodruff, Wisconsin. So his uh him on the play there. Delay of game on the Scots. Oh, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that a lot this whole season, but that makes it second and eighteen now. It makes it even tougher than it was at second and thirteen, obviously. Back to pass is Boyer looking out to his right. In traffic, catch made at the 46-yard line. What a nice catch in traffic. I think they just kind of ran the same play that they did on that first down earlier where Nate Thornton runs a little bit of a comeback route, and he just goes up and gets it again and makes this third and manageable. Third and very manageable. That's third and two. That's a gain of 16 there. And then quickly to the line of scrimmage go the Scots, trying to get St. Norbert caught in a uh, in a personnel change there. Now they'll back off and get the play from the side. So it didn't quite work out as well they wanted. And a timeout. Time yeah. That uh, timeout Scots or timeout Norbert? I didn't see the official signal one way or the other. Regardless, it is a timeout sponsored by Culligan of Monmouth. It's a water break. 
for your first three months on any water treatment system is only $9.95 a month. Both teams back on the field following the Culligan of Monmouth water break. It'll be a, uh, oh, end of the first quarter. I'm sorry. End of the first quarter is what the, it was. Yeah, it kind of caught us by surprise there. So Yeah, we didn't see an official timeout from <laughs> yeah, either right, side, yeah. so it makes sense. Made it, made it uh, kind of odd looking there. So it's the end of the first quarter. We start the second quarter. We are scoreless. Again, no shocker between these two good defenses. Third and two, big down for the Scots straight ahead. Trying to get there. He's not going to get there. Second push got a lot closer, though, but I don't think yeah, he got looking it. Looking at the far side official coming down the line, he didn't get much of it at all. Well, the near side official's got it way closer. The far side official had him still two yards short. The near side official's got him within a yard. Yeah, the, the spot of the football's on the 48. They got to get to the 49. This is a big fourth down here early in this uh, early early in this second quarter. Scots are going to go for it. A yard short from their own 48, trying to get a plane from the side. I think we might have a uh, – well, they're taking forever. They're going to take, they're gonna have to call a timeout. I think so. There's no way they're going to get the uh, – Boyer um, – Yeah, Boyer coming yeah. off the field, timeout. It's a good timeout. you got to talk about this fourth and one. This is a big play early in the ballgame. This is a big play. You're right on midfield, so I love the call from Coach Braun, but got to get the right play in here for the Scots. Tinkham's Electric sponsoring this time out. Looking for an electrician contractor you can trust? Call Tinkham's Electric at 335-3034 or go to Tinkham'sElectric.com. We have no score starting the second quarter. Both teams back on the field following the timeout taken Looks by like the Scots. they're setting up punt. Oh, yeah, they got the punt team out now on fourth and one. Yeah, just kind of ran out of time. I don't think they knew exactly what they wanted to do for sure. So instead of doing something risky quick, they'll bring the punt team out and if Caught at the 18-yard line, and good coverage by the Scots. Nowhere to go. I'm a little surprised of not calling the fair catch. There were two Scots right in his grill when the ball got there. I figured he would have thrown up the hands He was acting quickly. so nonchalant. I thought he, maybe he'd already called it. I thought he called catch. it, too. Yeah, he was really nonchalant. Caught the football and then took off running. But I do like – I <laughs> I am a little bit of a risk taker. I probably would have went for it. But with how well your defense is playing – you absolutely understand punting this ball. I might be looking a little too deep into this, but this is a rivalry game. This is St. Norbert yes. and Monmouth. Neither one of these teams want to lose this ball game. You don't want to lose anyway, but neither one of these teams really don't want to lose this. If it was anybody other than St. Norbert, we might have went for it there. I think so. Good run down the left sideline, or it started up the middle, and breaking out to the to the near sideline was the running back for the uh, Kudik, Owen Kudik, and got a first down there. That was a nice run by, by Norbert. Trying to get something going here on the ground out to the 31-yard line. Gained of about, what, 14, 13, 14 yards there for Kudik. Might have caught the Scots in, uh, caught the Scots in a defense that uh, perfect for that play call. First and 10 now from the 31-yard line. The Knights own 31. Two receivers right on the far side of the field. Straight ahead. Another good run. This time out over the 40-yard line. Another first down out to the 42 for yeah. Kudik again. He's starting to get something going here on the ground. Now we have Scott's uh, defensive lineman down at the 40-yard line. Yeah, Kudik kind of took a shot there from one of the safeties there, but um, a Scott's defender who was kind of just in the area kind of took the brunt of that hit. That is Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles, I believe. Yeah, number zero yeah. out there on the field. That's a that's a big <laughs> loss if he can't stay on the field here for the Scots. Glenn Lewis Charles is second leading tackler for the Scots. He's up to his feet, so looks like he's going to walk off under his own power. Yeah, very uncomfortably walking, though. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but 
That's two straight really good runs here by uh, St. Norbert. And it always interests me. I, I mean, I don't – never coached the game. I've never played the game of football, uh, you know, at, at any kind of level. The the chess game between between football coaches is fascinating. The adjustments Absolutely. that go on during the game. And here's another one, obviously, because St. Norbert's got two straight runs over 10 yards. Yeah, and a lot of the times on uh, broadcast, you can see the chess match going live. They'll look at each other. They'll, they'll show, <laughs> okay, okay, we'll do this now. It's very interesting to see the sideline aspect of this game. First and 10 from the 42-yard line. Knights got something going here with two straight runs over 10 yards. Now they got... Everything underway. Charles made his way to the sideline. Well, the Scott straight ahead. Now bouncing off of a tackle and getting inside Scott's territory down to the 45 is Kudik again. Another big run. That looked like the Scots had him hemmed in for about maybe maybe a no gain. Yeah, Owen Kudik looks like he's giving this St. Norbert offense some oh juice. Boy. As yeah, it's going to come back. A little oh. laundry on the field back at the 43-yard line. And we talked about how, you know, how he could have gotten out of that. Probably a hold there that push him. It's going to push St. Norbert back. Wow, what another big penalty against St. Norbert. That's the second one that's brought back a big play. And again, it's it's that it's that double hit. Not only do you not get the big gain of probably close to 15, 20 yards on the ground, it comes back another 10 with the hold. Yeah, and you get probably not only do you, again, lose the 30 yards you might have gained, you get another 10, you lose 40 yards instead of that. First and 17, you don't say that very often. Back to pass his line. He's got time, looks out. He's got a man at the 38, caught, and tackled immediately. Good. Uh, they got a lot of that, uh, a little bit of that back. Not a, not a bunch. Still going to be second and about 15. So that looked uh, looked much deeper than initially. <laughs> it looked like about a 10-yard gain there, but I think it was a deep, deep drop back by Lyon. Looks like Zuliger back in as the back for Kudik. Kudik probably taking a rest after some big gains there. Second and 15 for St. Norbert inside their own 40 at the 37. This time straight ahead, a little draw play. Down immediately. Is that Secaucus? It Anthony is Anthony Secaucus again. I don't think he's going to get credited with a tackle for loss because he's got a ton of those too. Looks like right at the, No, they're going to move it back. A half yard, that counts, right? I believe so. Oh, it's it's a loss. Half yard loss is a loss, so. Just give it to him. Secaucus is uh, second in the nation, along with second in the nation in sacks. He's also second in the nation for tackles for loss, so 22. He's just everywhere living in opponents' backfields <laughs> this season. And this is a guy you heard in the pregame interview with Coach Braun was benched after the uh, initial uh, loss to Wartburg to start the season. And what a comeback from Anthony. Yeah, you probably could have benched everyone on defense yeah, for that. But true. but everybody everybody bounced back from that performance as... Fumble on the player. they saying that the play is dead? No, they're saying Scott's football. The receiver for St. Norbert, short gain, wouldn't have been anywhere near, maybe maybe back to the original line of scrimmage, was, uh, was uh, the uh, receiver of 15. Uh, let me get my... He's not on the depth chart. I believe it was 15 for... For the uh, for the Green Knights, caught yeah. the ball in. Uh, yeah, I saw fifteen come yeah, Dylan up. Dylan Rhodes, out of there. I'm sorry. Yeah, Dylan Rhodes caught the ball, shook his initial tackle, tried to fight for more yardage, and then coughed it up. Now the officials are huddling. Are we gonna? What are we saying here? Oh, they're gonna say forward progress was stopped before. No, no, the the Scots offense is on the field. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm not sure but what it's Scott's football. Not sure what they were convening here, but it is Scott's ball. Yeah, and forward progress. I don't think his knee was down when he when he coughed it up. So the turnover by the Knights gives the Scots the football in Knights territory at the 48. Straight ahead. Big run, shaking tackles is McCade Brooks. He shook off a big hit from one of the safeties coming down there, and he's going to put the Scots into inside St. Norbert territory again. Down to the 36-yard line and another Simulation Sports in Monmouth first down. Simulation Sports is suitable for smaller, large groups of all ages with golf simulators, batting cages, pool tables, and a lounge area equipped with HD TVs. What a good hard run! Talk by, about it all the time. Brooks, he 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 shook off the initial tackle, then he shook off another one about five yards down. And again, Brooks, this time inside the 35, down to the 34-yard line. Call up three uh, yard line. Got to call up Kyle Brandt, get him on angry runs. <laughs> angry <laughs> runner of the angry week. Run. He's got he got tired of getting stopped for no game <laughs> or maybe one or two. I'm going to break one off here. It will be second and about eight for the Scots now. Inside the 40-yard line, down to the 30, inside the 35, down to the 33. This time Brooks again. Trying to get out to that left side. Well, this time he couldn't shake out of the tackle. Maybe a yard down to the 31. A couple of yards on the on the carry there. So an important third down. It'll be third and five. From the 31, they got to get to the 26-yard line of St. Norbert for the first down. But you got two shots to do it here. I'd look for them to get uh, Brendan Bishop over the middle here on a little safe route there to pick it up. Out of the, yeah, See out of what the they slot. do on That's this be a, one. That'd be a, a great... Great call there. Instead, oop, ball that ball is, is on, on the ground. The I think St. Norbert Saint has Norbert's it. St. Norbert's got it. Just a mix-up there in the backfield between Boyer and Brooks. Uh, I think Boyer thought he was going to take the handoff, and Brooks, I thought, maybe more of a play-action deal. But the Scots are going to turn it over again on a fumble between Boyer and Brooks. And the defense is as... I mean, that was more of an offensive mistake, but the defenses have been making turnovers as many times. I think we have, what, two Scots fumbles and now a, a Norbert fumble on the other play. It's It's been a bit of a sloppy game on offenses and on offense, and the defenses have been making that happen. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's just the pressure defense from, from both ball clubs have been putting pressure even on handoffs because even if the handoff was made. He was going nowhere. He was going nowhere. That's why St. Norbert was so close to jump on the, the mishandle there on the handoff. First and 10, Norbert from the 34. Looking down the field is Lyon. Down he goes back at the 25-yard line. There's that man uh, again. Uh, uh, all <laughs> over the place. He is everywhere. They're going to say forward progress at the 27, but still a uh, a loss on the play for Sikakis. Yeah, I think St. Norbert was trying to go deep. They're trying to catch the Scots' defense because they have to come right back on the field. I think they were trying to catch them with a deep shot, kind of keep the momentum off that fumble, but Anthony Sikakis was having none of it. No, he uh, was in there immediately. Not a whole lot of time for Lyon. All the way back to the 26-yard line. Second and long, like we've been saying in the pregame and all throughout this first half. We have no score here in the second quarter. Short pass. Avo avoiding the first tackle and getting the first down out on that far sideline was Paul Bajanis. That was maybe going to be a five-yard play and just a missed tackle by the Scots allowed him to get down the sideline. Yeah, you got to make that tackle, and it not only picks up the first down, it erases the first down sack and the momentum you build for your defense, and now it puts Norbert right back at midfield. 
First and 10 for the Knights. Yeah, that wasn't going to go very far. I didn't see who was the uh, who the far cornerback uh, on that far side for the Scots is. Probably um, the corners for the Scots are Andre Barnes and Rocky and Spinks. I don't know which one that was. Now they're going to go back to that sideline and pushed out of bounds after a couple-yard gain there on the pitch and catch from Lyon. Looks like Bajanis, the receiver yeah, again. That's a pretty good size. How, how big is Bajanis? We look at the... Uh, the roster here. Bajanis, pretty big, pretty big. Yeah, 5'11", 185. Not quite the six-footers that we have on the no, as no. wideouts for the scouts. Gain of a couple. It'll be second and eight from the scouts, 48. Come the Knights. No score here, mid-second quarter. And again, this game's been played pretty much between the 30s. If the Scots can get a stop well, off the right side, that's a good run inside the 40. That's a first and 10 there for uh, the uh, – Looks like Zuliger again. Zuliger, yeah, the leading rusher for St. Norbert. It's uh, tricky. They've got a, a 30 and a 3 there. Or that's uh, – oh, the 3. They've got – yeah, uh, Zuliger. And this is what kind of happened on the last drive for uh, St. Norbert. They had juice early. They got kind of pushed back, but – We'll see how the Scots defense responds. Kudik back in, first and 10. Well, the Knights inside the 40 at the Scots 38. After the Scots turn it over, Kudik straight ahead. Pushes the pile forward for about four. Inside the 35 down to the 34. It will be second and six for Norbert. Any, sco any score at this point by either team. <laughs> Could be huge. Something. The way these two defenses are playing, unless things loosen up and they make their adjustments at halftime, like always, this could be a one-score, two-score game here early on. Well, the last time they played was 10-7. to They might not top that at this pace. <laughs> yeah. They played a couple of 10-7 championship games. I know the last one they played was 10-7. And I think two years before that, I think it was a 10-7 game. It came down to a field goal at the end. And straight ahead, and Kudik is going to get good yardage and still on his feet. Boy, what a hard run by Owen Kudik inside the 20. He's been showing a lot of juice and flash on his runs, but there Whoa. he shows the pure strength and an angry run there from Kudik. Yeah, it uh, just straight ahead. I mean, there was a little bit of a crease there, so we got to the second level, but he, he pushed that pile back to the third level. Inside the red zone, where St. Norbert on the season, scoring inside the red zone is 84%, 37 out of 44 but only 31 of those have ended in touchdowns. So, be great to hold him to a field goal here. Right. Keep that percentage going. Great. Straight ahead to Kudik again. And just a little shake and bake down to the 15-yard line. So, gain of about three for Kudik. It'll be second and seven. And here the, the field shortens up a little bit. So, it's a little bit harder to run now in this area because you don't have to respect the uh, deep stuff. So, no. this is where it gets tougher. Second and seven for the Knights from the Scots 15. It's a play call in from the side. Two receivers right, one left. Sidecar beside Lyons to his right. They give to the sidecar. He'll try to get to the left. Cuts it back up inside down to about the 10. Down to about the 11-yard line is where I think they'll end up spotting the football. Yeah, at the 11. Good to see Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles back on the field. Yeah, looking way more comfortable right now than he did yes. walking off the field earlier. Very gingerly the last time he came off. So Third. it's good to see him at full strength again. And about 
three from the 11. I think they got to get down to the Scots eight-yard line and definitely in field goal range. And St. Norbert's always had a pretty good kicking game. Actually, Dalton Moist, their field goal kicker, is five of seven this year. So straight ahead, they're not going to need it, at least right yet. Inside the five, Owen Kudik on the first down carry. Big run there. They're starting to get some yardage here on the ground against the Scots, which that doesn't happen very often. They have just been setting the tone here in this uh, second quarter going. It's what they tried to do, but they kind of shot themselves in the foot on those other drives, and the mistakes killed them, but they haven't made the mistakes on this drive. And there's going to be a run straight ahead and probably yeah, a flag on the play. The Scots were trying to get some personnel on and off the field, and they didn't make it. So it's going to be half the distance. That'll put it in down to about, what, the two? Where did, I, where did that uh, place originate from? Yeah, I see some Scots trying to run off the field on the far side and just, did, just didn't make it off. Yeah, not in the play, but it's going to catch them anyway. Yeah, and it's it was odd because St. Norbert didn't rush to the line of scrimmage. I think no. the Scots just kind of got caught there and, and personnel changed. So first and goal to go from the two now for the Green Knights. No score. Starting to get a little late here in the second quarter. Now the officials want to talk at the line of scrimmage. And, and Lyons looking to his sideline like, what is going on here? I just want to run a play. And they're still talking about something. It's going to be first to go. Now the officials back off to their to their spots. Think about the best places to eat in Wauwatosa, maybe. <laughs> very good. Very possibly could be here. Maybe go to downtown Milwaukee. It's hey, very close. What are they bringing to the to the uh, officials' locker room at halftime? Does anybody know? First and goal to go from the two. Straight ahead. That is Zuliger. Not quite going to get there. Got about half of it. Down to about the one-yard line. They had him stacked up. Had him stood up at about the one. And kind of hard for Zuliger to kind of get some good footing there to get towards the uh, end zone. Well, I say no gain back at the two-yard line, so no gain for Zuliger. Well, this would be I – couldn't, I couldn't stress how big of a stop this would be for the Scots. And it wouldn't be surprising to me because they've had kind of trouble blocking guys like Sakakis. If they just make two or three plays here, blow up this, uh, this goal line uh, stand here. Second and goal from the two. Lyon. Straight ahead, this time in. Oh, no, no. Uh, Lion thought he was in. The Scott's stacking up at the goal line. Yeah, Zuliger. He's going to be short. It looked like Zuliger was going to walk in. Yes, but... I think he eased up way too early, and the Scots just <laughs> stop him from scoring. What a – and even Zuliger's got his hand on his hips like, what happened there? He eased up like he was going to walk in. Right. And the Scots, now they're, now they're talking about whether it's a touchdown. The Knights – Players have their hands up. No, it's going to be third and goal to go from inside the one. Yeah, Zuliger just kind of pulled Lyon's up. I think going to sneak and it the here. the Scots didn't take it for granted. Yeah, Lyon under center trying to get forward. Does he get there? I think he – No signal yet. No signal yet on oh. third and goal from inside the one. And the Scots are holding up the, uh, the fists uh, like fourth down. And they did not get down. They did not get in. Lyon did not get into the end zone on the sneak. Wow. <laughs> what a goal line stand here for the Scots. One more if they go One for more. it. One more. One more stop here if you're yeah, the Scots. You yeah. have to figure they go for it. Oh, yes. Yeah, I Absolutely. think so. Absolutely. No? I, no? I call timeout, timeout and maybe? talk about it. This is a decision. Do you put the score up? You're at a, you're at a very – you're at a tough angle. Right. 
from literally we're looking at the football and it there can't be much more than a credit card between the nose of the football and the goal line right, right. now. If you kick the field goal from here, that's a very tough angle. For a for a right for a right foot kicker, it wouldn't be so bad. Then you just kind of kind of push it through. But that's a tough angle in college. And with even the if, wide with the wide hash marks. And even if you don't get it, you put a Monmouth offense who hasn't yes. had too much going right on the half yard line. It's a good point. It's a great point. Well, the timeout. We're going to keep it here because I'm. This is a, this is going to be a fascinating play call here for, for huge the nights. <laughs> this is a Tickham's Electric timeout. If you're looking for an electrician contractor, you can trust. Call Tickham's Electric at 335-3034. The Scots trying to get a stop. It was first and goal to go from the four. Then a penalty on the Scots. Too many men on the field made it first and goal to go from the two. And three straight runs have stopped short of the goal line for the Knights. Here they are back on the field. Fourth and goal to go, and it is literally inches, folks. Literally inches if you're looking at the... Uh, Bring in Sterator with the card. <laughs> All right, under center is Lyon. Behind him is Zuliger. Fourth and goal. And they fumbled the snap, but I think the Scots jumped. Movement, yeah. Yeah, I think the Scots jumped. And looking at it closely, I saw that white helmet okay, maybe move first. The yeah, the, the, the guy who picked up the fumble for the Scots, Dylan Rhodes, the tight end, he's standing in the end zone with it, but you can't, I don't think you can advance a fumble. No. Maybe, maybe inside so many minutes. I don't know the official NCAA rule, but. <laughs> offsides on the Scots is going to be an inch penalty. <laughs> it's literally going to move the ball maybe one inch. Wow. <laughs> but if you're, at this point, if you're the Scots, take a chance because you're – unless unless they don't blow, blow the play dead if you, if you take it on in, but you might as well take a chance here. Right. Trying to jump the snap a little bit. All right, back under center is Lyon. Fourth Another and goal stoppage. To go. <laughs> the officials are looking down at each other, stopping play. What a goal line stand here. Well, now the Green Knights are clapping about something. And now everybody's back to their position. It's going to be fourth and goal to go. From inside a foot for sure, probably inside six inches. These are the moments where one yard becomes an entire <laughs> discussion. You you need to get this in if you're St. Norbert. Oh, man, the, the Scots, I can't imagine the Scots celebrating if they get this stop. Under center is Lyon, fourth and goal to go. Takes the snap, tries to get off left side this time, Got jumps over easily. the line. Yeah, that's a good move by Lyon. There was no way he was getting it if he tucked his head. That line, the line was just piled up there at the goal line. He made a good decision, took about two steps to his left, and just kind of leaped into the end zone. Didn't get in too far, but he did leap into the end zone. Touchdown for the Knights. But what a what a great – it wasn't easy. No. It wasn't easy. The Scots did not make it easy on them. And they could have backed down on first and goal from the two-yard line and said, okay, let's just go play offense. But, no, they just made it – they made every play St. Norbert had to try the absolute hardest to get that ball in. Snap, low snap, kick is away. It is good. So, 7 nothing Knights here in the second quarter. Yeah, Scott's did not make it easy. It looked like it was going to be easy when Zuliger looked like he just just going to walk in the end zone on, on a little playoff right tackle. And he eased up at about the one, and the Scots came up and just laid a lick on him. Yeah, they I, – I mean, just a little case of just slowing up too early. Thought he had the easy touchdown, but they kind of converged on him on that play. But if you're St. Norbert, you're just thinking, we got it in. All the math. <laughs> yeah, it's two two different, definitely two different sides of the one side on St. Norbert's sides. It's oh, on the Scott side. It's like, yeah, we made him work for that one. Uh huh. 
Uh, kickoff coming now. The Farm King kickoff, a family store with Morris since 1959. Uh, it was here in the second quarter, 7-0 St. Norbert. I uh, can't get the uh, camera to pan over to get any kind of clock, so I don't know how deep we are in the second quarter. Sure wish the uh, clock operator would swing it over to the scoreboard real quick. Let's see something there with the clock. But it will be will be late second quarter for sure. Scott's probably not got a ton of time here to work here in the second. The kick is away. Caught at about the 11-yard line and fumbled, picked up, and going nowhere. It's going to be inside the 20 at about the 16-yard line. Yeah, I had trouble picking up the uh, kick. Is that Brendan Bishop? Is that three back there returning kicks maybe? Maybe. He couldn't quite see the uh, number on the Scots. So a long way to go now for the Scots. They're going to spot the football at the 16-yard line. 84 yards away from tying this thing up. Yeah, Norbert started to move the ball on the ground a little bit on their drive. Okay, a lot bit on the ground on uh, that last drive. We'll see if the Scots can maybe get something going through the air here. I think so, and I think we we believe it's late second quarter. This is going <laughs> to see some uh, urgency from uh, the Scots here. Boyer takes the snap. Calmly looks out to his right, complete to Bergen, out over the 20 to the 25, fights his way out to the 26-yard line. Yeah, and it looks like the Scots are hurrying up, so I can't imagine there's too much time left in the second. A yard short, it'll be second and one. Playbook's wide open here. It might take a shot on second and one. I like the quick shot on the first down. The first completion is always the most important. Instead, straight ahead, it's going to be Brooks, out over the 25, out to the 28. That'll move the sticks. Another simulation sports in Monmouth. First down again. Getting on the ball quickly are the Scots. Now they stop the clock till they get the sticks set in college football and high school football for that matter. And Scott's ready for play. Trips left, single receiver right. Sidecar to Boyer's left is Brooks. Back to pass is Boyer. Hit as he throws. It's going to be incomplete. Ooh, boy, a split second earlier. A split second earlier, and that's probably a fumble on the field. Yeah, it looks like great pressure. I Whoa. think number 53 for St. Norbert got in there. Looks like uh, Dalen Lujan. It'll be second, or third, and no, second, third and one for the Scots now. Right? Yeah. yeah what do we got? Yeah, no, third, third and ten. Oh, second and ten, I'm sorry. They got the first down, I'm sorry. Second and ten. Straight ahead, McCade Brooks out over the 30 to 31. That'll make it third and seven with the Scots. And enough time to run the football here, obviously. But still, time winding down and maybe trying to pick up the tempo a little bit as well. Yeah, it must be pretty decent time left on the clock looking out to the sideline. Yeah, it looked like from the first few plays with uh, the, uh, the Scots moving quickly, uh, maybe two-minute drill, but not necessarily <laughs> anymore. Yeah, I wish... Just one time the camera would pan over to the uh, to the scoreboard here so we could see some clock. Second and 10, or excuse me, second, third and seven from the 31-yard line. Boyer, three receivers to his left, looking out to the right to the single coverage. Now he'll roll left under pressure, under pressure, pulls up, throws it down the field, picked off at the 46. Oh, that ball came out. That should have been picked off. It should have been. It was picked wow. off all the way to the ground there for St. Norbert. Just couldn't quite come up with it. Wow, big, that was uh, a big break for the Scots. That's a huge break for the Scots. Uh, that's, uh, well, let's see, the two de two defensive backs on the roster for, for the Green Knights. So it's number 20. We'll just say number 20. 
normally it's a defensive and offensive player on, on the roster with the same. Yeah, guy. I always thought it was kind of just oh, the they're going to penalty on uh, St. Norbert. Must have been a 15-yarder because it's moving it out to the uh, – no, 10-yarder, out to the 41-yard line. So, illegal contact maybe? I didn't see – and I didn't think see a signal. You start to think maybe Boyer saw the flag come out and just kind of threw it up. Oh. First attempt for the Scots. Another simulation sports and Monmouth first down on their own 41. Boyer looking out to his left. Got a man on the sidelines. Complete. I think forward progress. Going to get him that from Thornton. Yeah, Thornton's going to be marked at the 46-yard line of St. Norbert. So that will move the sticks again. Simulation sports and Monmouth. Good good comeback route there by, by Thornton. So I think the third time they've ran that route, and he's won it every single time. Timeout taken by the Scots at the 46-yard line. So a Culligan of Monmouth water break here at the field. We are 7-0. St. Norbert leading the Scots late second quarter. Culligan of Monmouth water break where your first three months on any water treatment system is only $9.95 a month. Scots have a first down at the St. Norbert 46 on the move here. Trying to tie this thing up. Norbert took a... Took a long time to do it, but finally got their touchdown on their last uh, offensive possession. Be a big answer here for Monmouth if they Boyer can get it. Would. Boyer looking out to his right. Throws deep down the field. And this time it is picked off down at the 11-yard line intended for is that Jackson Berger down there? Yeah, Jackson Berger was the intended receiver and picked off by Norbert at about the 11-yard line. Tried to, tried to take a shot there. Yeah, there's been multiple plays here where Boyer just tries to give his big receiver a chance and – just on that one, a good play from the Norbert defensive back, and that's going to be a takeaway. But kind of works, kind of works as a punt, but it was a first down punt. So yeah, at that at this point, um, late second quarter, yeah. The, yeah, trying to get the thing in the end zone again. We we don't know how much time is left here, but it can't be a whole lot. Alex Campbell was was the uh, Green Knight that got in front of of Bergen there. Just took a shot down the field, and and I think that took so long for the play to develop that instead of catching Bergen on moving forward, the both of them were stationary back at about the 10-yard line. Yeah, the Green Knights are going to take a knee, and that will take us to halftime. So, yeah, the Scots – and with, with that much time left in the half, I don't mind taking a shot there if you're, if you're Boyer. Absolutely not. And, I mean, the first pass of the game was a shot to Bergen, and he came down with it. So, I don't – like you said, I don't mind going with that shot. But like you said, 7 to nothing. Not much offense. Might have to head out to the IC Warburg game if that's what you're <laughs> looking for, but it's going to be a grinded-out game. Exactly. We knew that going in, and these two teams have played low-scoring games for as long as I could remember, man. That's a couple of good defenses. We're going to take a three-minute break, come back with the halftime show. Uh, we won't have any stats for you, but we can talk about some things going on later today. And also we have an interview that uh, Monmouth College Associate Vice President of Communications and Marketing Dwayne Bonifer has each week for Scott's Football it's called Monmouth Campus Scene. We'll come back with all of that in three minutes. Welcome back to Scott's Football here on AM 1330, FM 95.7, WRAM. And uh, I realize we have some website issues, so anybody trying to catch the game on, at RadioMonmouth.com, that's kind of out of our hands. It's our, our website host is having some issues, so it's down. But you can get the game if you're going somewhere today and maybe listening to it on the radio right now. You can get it on our, on our free app. 
1330 WRM from your Google Play or Apple App Store. They should have the app on their phone anyway. They should. <laughs> it's a great app. It is a great app. We also have one for our sister station, 97.7 WMOY as well. Might as well put that app on there, too, because we do a lot of basketball on both these networks, WRM and WMOY. You see a lot of boys basketball on Sunny and girls basketball right here on RAM, including uh, tonight. So Got a good one this afternoon. Absolutely. Uh, right here on WRAM. Huge. For, for, folks, uh, for folks listening to the college game today, just – Take yourself a little break, and then coming on later this afternoon, we'll have coverage of the Roval-Williamsfield-Ridgewood Girls Basketball Thanksgiving Tournament Championship between Monmouth-Roseville and West Central. Should be a good one there. I watched the West Central game last night. Shelby Bowman, a fantastic player for she's been a She's been a great player her entire high school career. Uh, going to go – I don't think she's claimed where she's going yet. I don't think she's signed anywhere yet, and I might be wrong on that, but um, – 47 points last night in the semifinal game against having the Avon, and then 30 points in the opening game. So, yeah, just averaging 38.5. Just a cool 38.5 <laughs> points. Nothing special. Nothing special. We'll see what Monmouth Roseville has uh, has for, for Shelby today. If, I mean, she's you hear it all the time. You can't stop them. You just try to contain them a little bit. Yes, and I think uh, we, know, we know very well that Coach Weber and his uh, team is going to have a plan in place can they execute that is going to be the big story there. Exactly, exactly. It should be a good one today between uh, those two ball clubs. Uh, that'll be a 4 o'clock tip-off approximately. Of course, it's basketball and it's tournament basketball. There's two games before that, so you never know what time it's going to start exactly. We're planning on a 4 o'clock tip-off, so our pregame show will hit the air at about 3.45. I always say just kind of tune in at 3. Yeah, tune, yeah, in two, just, tune in at 2. Tune in at 2. Tune in now. Yeah, leave your radios on. Yeah. And, and when we're, we're popping on, we're You'll never on. be late that way. All right. All right, well, let's get to this ball game here. The Scots Trail, the St. Norbert Green Knights, 7 to nothing. Uh, anybody that knows anything about Monmouth College football and uh, St. Norbert football knows that's just the way this goes. That's just the way this game goes. Said it right before the half, or said it right before the game. Rather, this was going to be maybe a Steelers Ravens slug out. <laughs> you know that first game, ten seven, and just like the last two between Monmouth and St. Norbert, ten to seven was how those games finished. Hopefully, for our sake, Scott's get another ten to seven win, maybe. The first, uh, I'd say, the first three quarters of the first half till about midway point in the in the uh, second quarter, it was just played between the thirties. A little bit of maybe a first down or two, and then punted away. Maybe a first down or two, and then punted away. So it was pretty much played between the third between the thirty yard lines. St. Norbert got a little something going there on that on the on the ground on that last drive. They yeah had. yeah we talked about they have a nice stable of running backs with um, Kudik and uh, Zuliger, and Kudik was the man going. Um, he wasn't the leading rusher coming in, but he provided a spark for the Knights that eventually got their first touchdown. Scots have had some trouble moving it on the ground. Uh, popped off a couple of decent runs, but nothing nothing huge yet for, for the Scots on the ground. And this is uh, na- nationally one of the best running games in, in the nation, rushing offense for the Scots, 22nd in the nation in Division Three, at about 219 yards a game. Nowhere near half of that, probably. Yeah. Nowhere near half of that here in the first half. Yeah, and I think we mentioned that St. Norbert, 2.7 yards per carry, something like mm-hmm. that. They, they're they stingy, and they're going to provide some troubles. It's just if they can make the necessary adjustments right now to start penetrating through that defense, is they're going to give you some troubles. It's just can you respond to that. Back to your keys to the game, your Midwest Bank keys to the game. You said you said it was going to be whoever runs the football is probably going to win this ball game, and so far it's, it's held true. The one time St. Norbert was able to run the football, they got in the end zone. Took yeah, them a they, while. <laughs> they move. 
they move the ball right down, and I know we've saw some uh, blown up plays because of Anthony Sakakis and the other defensive linemen on this Scots uh, defense. But as soon as the offensive line was able to hold up, Kudik was hitting those holes pretty well. So it's just like we said at the beginning of the game, it was going to be whoever runs the ball best, and that's been the St. Norbert Green Knights right now. So far, so good for St. Norbert. Seven nothing here as uh, we're nearing the halfway point of halftime. Every every uh, Monmouth College football game we've had this season, we've had a nice little segment here at halftime with Associate Vice President of Communications and Marketing Dwayne Bonifer. It's called Monmouth Campus Scene. Uh, this week, uh, Mr. Bonifer's guest is Athletic Director Roger Haynes, who interestingly enough was was one of my high school basketball coaches back in the day at Yorkwood. A long, long, <laughs> now, long we didn't need that. time ago. We did not need that. <laughs> we did not need that. We'll come back with that interview with uh, with uh, Roger Haynes in, in one minute. Welcome back to Scott's Football here at the Halftime Show brought to you by LMP Insurance Agency. For your auto, home, commercial, and farm insurance needs, contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734 21 one six. We don't have any halftime stats brought uh, brought for the game this afternoon, but uh, they would have been sponsored by Save a Lot Food Stores. Your mama Save a Lot is looking to add to their team with positions available for a meat cutter, meat wrapper, and a stock person. Save a Lot is a discount grocery chain carrying brand names and private labels. You'll enjoy competitive wages and a fast-paced environment. So apply today at Save a Lot Foods in Mama. Save a lot of time. Save a lot of money. Save a Lot Food Store in Monmouth. Uh, we do have uh, Midwest Conference football uh, probably just kicking off uh, well, not too long ago between Illinois College, the Midwest Conference representative and the NCAA Division Three tournament, and Wartburg. That'll be an interesting one. That's a couple good offenses there, and I know Wartburg brings a pretty solid defense, so I give the edge to Wartburg simply because they have probably a better defense than IC. Not that IC's defense is bad, don't get me wrong, but I, I, I give the edge to Wartburg just because of their defense. Yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see how they shut down uh, Colin Brunstein, who had a, a terrific season for uh, the Blue Boys there. So it's gonna be interesting to see uh, the battle there. I know Wartburg hung sixty-two on Monmouth, and I mean that that Monmouth Illinois College game, twenty to seventeen. I'm surprised it wasn't more offense than it was back then. Now looking back on it, but interested to see how the uh, Knights do against the Blue Boys there. Yeah, the, the Scots were in that ball game. I mean, it feels like it was six months ago. Yeah. It, was, it was the opening week of the season. And the Scots hung with them for about three quarters. And there was a little bit of a run there early in the fourth. Yeah, I It wanna, was a one or two score game, I, I think, early in the fourth, late third, maybe. I want to say it was 42 to 35. Yeah. And then Warburg finished on a 20 to nothing run. So the Monmouth gave them all they could handle. I think there was, a, there was a punt block in there, I think, at one time, or maybe a punt return. Something happened on special teams that, that gave uh, Warburg a two score lead. And then. And the Scots just tried to play catch up the rest of the way, and that's tough to do against Wartburg's defense. It's always tough against a nationally ranked team, whether it's Wartburg or anybody. But you know the Scots hung in there, and they're gonna see if they can get some offense going in this game here. As they're gonna get the uh, kickoff here. Actually, do have a score from Wartburg and Illinois College. It's Wartburg fourteen, Illinois College zero, with about two and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Well, they're kind of answering some of our questions yeah, exactly. there early. We'll see if exactly. they hang on to that. All right, we are getting ready for the second half. It is 7-0, St. Norbert leading the Monmouth College Fighting Scots. The Scots will get the football first, so we'll see if they can get something going here as we bring it into our LMP Insurance Agency halftime show for your auto, home, commercial, and farm insurance needs. Contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116. Ball is in the air. Farm King kickoff 
The family store with Morris since 1959. Caught at the 11-yard line, this time cleanly by the Scots, and pretty good run straight ahead. Uh, out close to the 30-yard line. That was a good second effort there by the uh, kick returner for the Scots. Looked like he was going to be stopped about the 25, and the pile just kind of kept moving out to the 30. Yeah, Gabe Ziegler-Harris, he's trying to uh, kind of amend for a, a fumble there early, so a good return there to start for the Scots. Yeah, I caught that one clean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only the second kickoff, actually, the Scots have gotten today. Of course, the, t the kickoff after the touchdown and then, and then this one, but... Underway, here we go. Scott, see if they can get some offense going. It's going to be interesting. The great coaching staffs on both sides. The uh, the Green Knights, coached by Dan McCarty, and the Scots, coached by uh, Chad Braun. That's two really solid coaches with over uh, 50 wins, over 50 wins. Scott's uh, Chad Braun over 60 wins in his, in his career at Monmouth College. So I'm always interested in the adjustments, especially between these two coaching staffs. Yeah, we're going to see how uh, they play it in this one, see if uh, see how uh, Braun kind of settles this offense in. First uh, pass is incomplete, kind of batted down, I think, at the line of scrimmage. So it'll be second and ten for the Scots from their own 31. This time they give straight ahead and a loss on the play, back to the 30. Rublik going nowhere. Just not a whole lot on the ground here so far for the Scots. Yeah, right now St. Norbert's defense has been just as locked in as they were in the first half. The, uh, the Scots loosened him up a little bit there early. Well, I think the first pass play was was complete down the sideline for a big play. Not much since maybe maybe a, maybe another big run or two, but really not a whole lot since then. It just hasn't been much room to go here for Monmouth, and now you see kind of the St. Norbert sideline. They were buzzing a little bit, long third down, and seemed to be getting back into uh, the momentum here at, at the start of this half. Third and 11, Boyer under pressure, rolling to his left, still under pressure, and knocked down. For a sack, getting in there, 94 for the St. Norbert Green Knights. Uh, get a number on that because that was a lot of pressure. And, and Boyer's not – he's not slow. And that was a pretty big old lineman chasing him. That was Oliver Scrignoli from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 6'4", 225, chasing down Boyer for the sack. Yeah, Boyer just – we've talked about how the interior pressure has made it hard for Boyer. He – can't really step up when the uh, Green Knights are coming. He had to kind of roll to the outside and just not much room to go for Boyer. Fourth down. Punt is away. Kind of a line drive punt that's caught for a fair catch on about the 46-yard line for St. Norbert. So good field position to start the second half. The Monmouth defense going to be, gonna be uh, uh, stuck in a tough spot here to start the second half. Yeah, as you get St. Norbert about the 46-yard line here, and they ended the half with Kudik and uh, Zuliger kind of running all over the Scots. We'll see if the uh, defense here from Monmouth can tighten down on that. First and 10 from their own 46 are the Green Knights. Lyon, quarterback for the Green Knights, takes the snap straight ahead, nothing there. Bouncing out to the edge and getting a pretty good gain out of that. Nowhere to go for Zuliger right up the up the middle. And it kind of looked like the goal line carry at the two. He got the line of scrimmage and kind of stopped. <laughs> he seen the helmet kind of gold a little bit. Then he broke it out to the left side. Maybe yeah. he learned his lesson on that. Yeah, earlier. it's just patient, run, uh, patient running here as I believe a lot of uh, Norbert uh, yards here on the ground have come in kind of second effort wise. And they've been doing a good job of keeping their legs moving here. 7-0 Green Knights. They're at the Scots 49. It is second and five after a gain of five by Zuliger. This time, no bouncing out, but the pile moves forward for a couple of yards right up the middle down to the 46. 
It'll be third and two for the Scots. Or third and two for the Green Knights, excuse me. So we'll see. See what they got dialed up here. Scots need a big stop here. I don't think you go for it on fourth down here. Need a big stop here. Yeah, and like you said, especially at seven to nothing, don't think St. Norbert kind of rolls the dice yet with the lead and how Monmouth's offense has struggled. Third and two, big down here. Two receivers left, one right for St. Norbert. Give straight ahead. He's got the first down and more. Gets out to the sideline. 25, 20, down to the 15. Finally pushed out of bounds inside the 10, I think. Nowhere, nowhere straight ahead, but bounced it out to the outside, which he's done a pretty good job of. Yeah, we mentioned earlier, Owen Kudik has some juice here for St. Norbert, and he has been shouldering the load here for the Green Knights right now, and they're just, they just haven't been able to get to him. The Scots defense hasn't. Yeah, they've been they, running all over been so far. Up the middle very well, but it's just been it's been leaking kind of out to the outside a little bit. First and ten for the Green Knights. Let's say he went out of bounds at about the thirteen yard line, and nowhere to go this time. Finally, maybe a yard or two for Kudik. It'll be second and about eight from the Scots eleven. Boy, they need to buck up here. You could give up three, but you can't give up seven here, especially with the with the trouble the Scots have had moving the football. Yeah, now, and last that could, that can change, but still, you don't want to, you don't want to fall two scores behind, which neither team does against each other very often. Absolutely, and last time the Scots kept them, <laughs> they just needed another uh, half inch to keep them out of the end zone. Just <laughs> couldn't quite do it. But right now they're bringing up third down again. Secaucus on the stop this time. <laughs> Not a whole lot there for Kudik. Tried to bounce it out to the outside, but once uh, Anthony Sakakis gets his big old paws on you, <laughs> usually don't. That was off to the left. They've been getting there. They've been bouncing stuff out to the right side of the uh, of the offensive line, but didn't bounce that one out to the left. Hard to break tackles when you got <laughs> Anthony Sakakis wrapped on you there. So this uh, would be a win if the Scots could hold him to three here. It's third and about four. We're saying no, we're taking a lot of time to get this play in. Taking a lot of time. Now they're at the line of scrimmage. Third and four. Timeout. Yeah, head coach Dan McCarty's going to have to call a timeout, and he's looking out at his quarterback, Pat Lyon. He's not happy with his quarterback. Not very that he, happy. That he took so long to do it. And now Lyon's kind of looking at Coach McCarty. They're both pointing at the at the, uh, at the uh, scoreboard. Anyway, it's a timeout, so they're going to have to burn a timeout, which I know Coach McCarty did not want to do. Especially in here game. in the second yeah. half. You don't get him back. Now he's got two the rest of the way. Colgan and Monmouth Water Break, where your first three months on any water treatment system is only $9.95 a month. Big down here for the St. Norbert Green Knights following a uh, timeout taken that head coach Dan McCartney was not happy about taking. Third and four. We'll see what they dialed up during the timeout. Going to be play-action pass looking out to his left. Wide open in the end zone. Caught for the touchdown. The pitch and catch from Pat Lyon to, uh, let's get a number on him, Tommy Heft, the tight end. Uh, they just flooded everything to the left, a little play action, and then everything flowed out to the left, and, and Heft kind of found a soft spot in the end zone. It's 13 nothing. Yeah, I like the play design from St. Norbert, like you said. <laughs> they've watched they watched Owen Kudik just kind of run on the last uh, two scoring drives here now. They've watched him kind of run over. They've got eyes on him and just rolled out to the other side. Just a great play call from the Green Knights, and they're up two possessions now. On for the extra point. 
Snaps good, holds good, kick is away, and it is good too. 14-0 St. Norbert leading the Monmouth College Fighting Scots. We'll be back with the Farm King kickoff. Back here on AM 1330, FM 95.7 WRAM, Monmouth College Fighting Scots football. Cousin Subs, Lakefront Bowl. St. Norbert have scored on their last two offensive possessions. So now the Scots are going to have to make a, uh, make a defensive adjustment and uh, get some stops here. Not only do you have to score, now you got to get a stop or two. Yeah, you're going to have to, uh, I think, kind of move quickly here now with 14 to nothing. Get your offense in rhythm as they have not been able to establish much of anything here. Nice kick return there by the Scots. Caught at about the nine-yard line. Got all the way out past the 30, maybe the 31. Now they're going to mark him out of bounds right at the 30. Sometimes I just think the officials say, let's just put it on the 30. Yeah, round up. <laughs> makes round it seem up. nicer. You know, makes it easier for the stat <laughs> right. guys to there count. There you go. Good thinking. Good yeah. thinking. Always like to start on the 30 <laughs> and you get to the 40. Oh, that's 10 yards. <laughs> Don't have to go 31, 4. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Nice. Good thinking. Good thinking. 30-yard line. First and ten for the Scots. Two receivers left and right. Got to get something going here. Trailing fourteen nothing, midway through the third quarter. Back to pass is Boyer. Got all kinds of time. Looking down the field, throws it deep. Got a man caught at the thirty-five. Jackson Bergen inside the twenty-five down to the twenty-four. Finally, something something other. Than, I mean, the the deep passes for the Scots have been down the sidelines. That might have been a post route. Of course, I couldn't see the route on the on the screen but something broke more towards the middle and got a big play yeah like you mentioned they've been running a lot of deep shots to the sideline now you can finally go sideline get up the middle it kind of fakes out the defenders there but that is a, absolutely a play that the scots needed right now down to the 23 yard line of saint norbert about a about a 57 yard pass play boyer takes the snap this time straight ahead to mccade brooks and yeah, not a whole lot there wasn't a whole lot there. He was kind of trying to pick his way. As soon as he took the handoff in the backfield, you could see the head up, trying to pick his way through and find a spot, and there just wasn't a spot. Yeah, this is the test for the Scots now. The field shortens up. They can't throw another deep play yeah, to Berger in here. Yeah, good point. That it's, takes the deep pass away, which is kind of the only thing the Scots have really been able to do so far offensively. That's been their lifeline so far. Back to the line of scrimmage for McCade Brooks. So it's second and 10 from the 23-yard line. Boyer. Gives again to Brooks. This time a little more running room. Down the left side, inside the 10, inside the 5, down to the 2-yard line. Good run by McCade Brooks. That is huge, and this offense is starting to roll here, and it could get dangerous if they keep this going. Another simulation sports in Monmouth. First down, the weather will never put a damper on the fun when you book an event at simulation sports. First and goal to go for the Scots. McCade Brooks, sidecar to Boyer's right. What a response from the Scots offense. Two Brooks, who nothing there back at the five-yard line. That's going to be a loss of about three. Yeah, great penetration there by uh, by uh, St. Norbert. I'd like to see maybe a little flat pass. If you're going to get the ball to Brooks in the situation like that, maybe something out in the flat, let and, him do something with some open space. And I think now more than ever, St. Norbert can rely on their strengths as um, run stuffing here. They can kind of hone in on that. I'd like to see something quick out with a pass here. Second and goal, free Movement. play, free play. Movement by St. Norbert. And the pass to the left pylon at the goal line is no good. It's incomplete. Reaching in from behind, make sure there, gotta make sure there was a flag on the play. A couple times the Scots have thought they've gotten a free play, and there was no flag. This time I think there was a flag. Yeah, offsides on St. Norbert. So that will move it half the distance to the goal. It'll be second and goal to go from the two and a half. 
Yeah, a couple times this year, uh, Brent Dugan and I have thought they got they got caught. The defense got caught on an offsides and they didn't throw the flag. It's always ended dangerous. Up throwing something deep. Yeah, I think you have a free play. You launch it and picked off, and then you find out. Well, there was no one. <laughs> <laughs> now it's second and goal to go from the two and a half. This time, McCade Brooks is behind Carter Boyer out of the pistol. Little option. Boyer will keep it and get in the end zone from two and a half yards out. Nice fake. Uh, first time we've seen option by the Scots today, and it caught it caught St. Norbert off guard. Yeah, I like Coach Braun kind of getting deep in the bag there and pulling out the option there, and great fake by uh, Boyer. He saw the eyes go right to McCade Brooks, and he just kept it himself. Another rushing touchdown from Boyer. We uh, n- normally never, never see uh, the, the running back lineup behind Carter Boyer out of the out of the offense. Usually it's either sidecar left or right. So 14 to 6. On comes Cody Zelk for the extra point. All important extra point. Kick is away and it is good. 14-7. The Scots get a Robert Thompson trucking touchdown on the board for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs. Call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768 2697. We'll be back with the Farm King kickoff in 30 seconds. 14-7 St. Norbert. Scott's two and a half yard touchdown run by Carter Boyer. On second and goal to go with the extra point. Cuts the lead in half. 14-7. St. Norbert with the seven-point lead. They'll take the kickoff. Ooh, short kickoff down to about the 19. Out to the 25-30. Breaking it out to the 35. Oh, I thought that was a flag, but I think it's just something something yellow as the St. Norbert Green Knights are green and yellow. Very uniform, very similar to like the Green Bay Packers for the folks that watch NFL football on uh, on Sundays, and something yellow fell off of a green night. Yeah. I thought it was a flag. <laughs> well, no reason to watch the Packers anymore. But... <laughs> that's, that's coming yeah. from a Packer fan. Yes, it is. Well, I, I'm a Steelers <laughs> fan. There's no, there's no way no. we should be. We're, we're a three and six football team, not a six and three. But we'll no. take it. I'll always tune in, but I'm expecting the same thing. <laughs> First and ten for the Knights. Let's see if the Scots can get a stop here. The last two offensive drives for St. Norbert have ended in touchdowns after the first what four or five drives went went. Basically nowhere. A couple, maybe a couple of first downs on a couple of those drives. But the last couple, they've gotten it going. It's been on the ground. Yeah, we'll see how uh, they keep going with um, with Kudik here. Kudik straight ahead. Scott's boy, Kudik runs hard. That that should have been about a two-yard gain. He gets that inside the 40. Uh, it's actually Zuliger. 40, or Zuliger, yeah. Outside, that should have been a couple-yard gain. It's going to end up being about a six-yard gain. As Zuliger just kept the feet moving and the pile, pile moved forward in three or four yards, which doesn't happen against the Scots offensive line, or excuse me, defensive line. They, that pile doesn't move a whole lot. No, it does not, and they've got a good staple here for uh, St. Norbert. They just keep it going. Second and four now for quarterback Pat Lyon. They give again off the right side. The Scots this time stack it up, and the pile does not move. Gain of two. It'll be third and two from the Green Knights' own 44-yard line. Is that uh, Zuliger or Kulik that got that carry? I think that was uh, Zuliger again. Third and two, big down here for the Green Knights and the Scots. Boy, if the Scots can get a three and out following their first touchdown of the ball game, that would be keep the momentum going here because they're starting to get the momentum back on their side. Yeah, we bit. talked about quick scores. That was about as quick of a score as you could get from Monmouth. And if they can get this ball again... Third and two. This time the keeper by Lyon, and he's tackled in the backfield by, guess who? Anthony Sakakis. Anthony Sakakis, he 
I don't even think he thought for a second that he that ball was. He almost took the handoff. No, I don't think he <laughs> thought for a second that ball was going to Zuliger. He came right for Lyon, and he was right as he just threw him to the ground, and that's going to force a punt from St. Norbert. Huge back-to-back offensive-defensive possession for Monmouth. Looking in the rearview mirror, I'm sure Lyon was like, I really wish I would have handed that off to Zuliger because yeah. he kept it and uh, pulled it back out of his belly, and he was immediately tackled by Chicago. So the punt team on. For St. Norbert, the Scots get the three and out. Ooh, that punt is driven deep. That's going to go into the end zone. Boy, that's – and for more there, normally if a punter kicks it in the end zone, you're like, oh, that's not good. But in this case, that's a great kick. A big leg for Mason Lavaki there. Yeah. Just He's just unfortunate it bounced out of the end zone. He could have had him inside the five, but going to set the Scots up at the 20. Yeah, not, not – I'm looking at the trees. Not a ton of wind is blowing today. So I think he just got into that one, man. Coach McCarty said, "Hey, you're, we're we're uh, we're kicking from our own forty-yard line, and we need you to just get get your whole foot into it." And he did. Just push the Scots back here, but we'll see if they can dial up another big play here. That's kind of what's been saving their offense here, getting those big plays. And luckily for them, last time they capitalized in the shorter field. Fourteen-seven, Saint Norbert with a lead over the Scots. Scots with the football. Back to pass is Boyer. Got protection. Throws over the middle." And got a man inside St. Norbert Territory. Oh, incomplete, dropping it and then pounding the turf was Nate Thornton. He does not drop footballs very often. Granted, it was in it was in uh, it was in traffic, but that's a that's a play he comes with nine out of ten times. Right, and I I would honestly go back. I know it's second and ten now. I would go back to another deep shot. They cannot. They have not covered Bergeron or Thornton. They have been open every time. I would like to see maybe another shot, but. If you can get something open and make a third down and, and short again, you can take that too. Man, Nate is still – Thornton's still kicking himself there as he lines up at the line of scrimmage. Doggone it. That would have been a big play. Second and ten now for the Scots. This time the give to Brooks off the right side. Got out to the 25-yard line. So third and five. Good five-yard gain there by, by uh, Rublik. Nate Rublik, the freshman running back for Monmouth College. Like we said, just take something short. You know, you're you're still down. You're still going to try and stay ahead of the sticks here. Boy, with all those, with all the uh, deep routes the Scots um, wide receivers have been wide receivers have been running, well, you would think the middle of that field is going to be open for maybe a couple of these slot guys here on this third and five, or maybe just uh, just run your run your cornerback deep and then come back if you're one of the uh, outside receivers. We'll come back around here. Just need five yards from the 30, 25 yard line. Boyer calmly looks out to his left. Nothing there. He's going to have to run. And now he'll pull up and still try to run, get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's it. Just nothing open. Good coverage sack there for St. Norbert. Nothing yeah. was open. And we've seen um, we've seen those plays multiple times where Boyer rolls to his left, looks for somebody, and there's just nobody there. So good defense there from St. Norbert, and they're going to force a punt. And that's huge for them because they were – staring down a possibility of Monmouth going down and tying this game, but they're going to get off the field. Uh, Boyer does not get sacked very often. He's a very mobile quarterback. Um, going into the Knox game, the Turkey Bowl last week, he was uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the nation that hadn't been sacked. Now, not, somehow Knox got him four times last week and uh, took him out of that, that national ranking, but that's a good punt. It's going to roll inside the 20 or 35. Down to the 32-yard line, 31-yard line. That's a great punt by Cody Zelk. Good roll, too, on the end. A little Cody Zelk magic there. and Backs up St. Norbert just a little bit lo- uh, a little bit more than they would have been. Uh, um, 
going back to that that third down play, um, I lo- as soon as as soon as uh, Boyer started rolling out to his left, I looked at the linebackers and they were all coming up. So good coverage by the defensive backs allowed the linebackers to come up and make the stop. He, even if he would have tucked and just tucked it away and ran it, there was no way he was getting first down. That shows good trust from the linebackers. They're not just sitting back there. They know we're going to go get the quarterback because we at least trust in our guys to make plays downfield. Well, let's see if they can get a stop again. And not a bad job on, on first down of stopping the uh, running back. That is Owen Kudik for a gain of a couple there out to the 33-yard line. So it'll be second and eight. And it looked, uh, from our angle here, after the snap, it looked like Kudik had a little bit of a hole there, and it closed up quick. Second and eight. Yeah, Boyer, that's another thing they haven't gotten going is Boyer's legs haven't really gotten going today either. They've been putting a spy, putting a spy on, on Boyer pretty well today. And knocked down at the line of scrimmage by Tevin Baker. Swatted away. by a lion. Yeah, Tevin, the Kiwani Weathersfield product. Gotten them big paws on more than one football this year. He's knocked down two or three at big times. Yeah, it's easy big to get. A, it's definitely easier to get up there when you're six <laughs> three, two twenty five. Just swat that ball away, and you just look at him. He's he's got long arms, and he can just disrupt the play in more ways than one. Than getting to the quarterback, he can just get up in the line and knock it away. That brings up a third and eight. Let's see if the Scots can get their second straight three and out. Get the football back here in the third quarter. Saint Norbert leads Monmouth fourteen to seven. Again, we don't know how much time is left. The uh, camera hasn't panned over to the to the uh, scoreboard. Deep down the right sideline and thrown away. Nothing deep today for St. Norbert. It'll be fourth down. They've got nothing deep on the pass today. Yeah, it's been all the short runs and then um, it's all been all runs and then short passes. But kind of take a shot there, I guess. Just maybe a little miscommunication. Maybe just a throwaway there. That's uh, on that, that third down along. That's second and eight. Knockdown by Tevin Baker was huge. Uh, there was an open receiver here on the sideline. If, uh, if Baker doesn't get a paw on that, that's probably a first down. As it is, the Scots get a stop and, and bring the punt team out. Punt is away. Another booming kick. Fair catch called for. And Glenn Lewis Charles. Luckily, the Scots finally got a good bounce on a punt. Uh, Glenn Lewis Charles, uh, excuse me, um, Gabe Ziegler Harris, the punt returner for Monmouth College, called for the fair catch and then backed away. The ball hit at about the 26 and then took a Scots bounce for about almost 10 yards. Yeah, and um, I think with uh, Ziegler Harris, he backed off of that one, so he didn't try to go and dive for the, um, like he did on the last one. And that could have rolled inside there. the five easily. Absolutely. Easily. Instead, it took a Scots bounce for once. Several times this year, the Scots have let punts bounce that have rolled for 25, 30 yards. Another chance for the Scots offense. Here they go. Good field position on their own 35. Now, clock stopped. Oh, something got loose on the sidelines. One of the ball boys had a ball get loose on the sidelines, so now they had to stop. Got to dock his pay now. Yeah, Can't do it. that. That's it. You can't let the ball get loose on the sideline. Normally, you see a ball roll out of the bullpen at a baseball yes. game or something. <laughs> First and 10, they give two. McCade Brooks trying that left side, nowhere to go. Maybe a yard. Slow lineman for the uh, Scots getting up, getting up slow, excuse me. Not a slow lineman. I don't want, hope it doesn't get back to him. I don't want him chasing me down somewhere. He's not a slow lineman. I'm going to show you he how slow, slow he slow. is, right? <laughs> he got up, I guarantee you, no matter how slow he is, he can catch me at this point in my life. Ditto. <laughs> Second and nine for the Scots. One yard gain for McCade Brooks. 
sidecar is was that Rublik out there? I think Rublik's out there maybe for this, this second and nine. Play action. Boyer under pressure. Down he goes. He's sacked back at the 25-yard line. I think that's where they'll say contact was made, 26-yard line. So sacked down in there by the St. Norbert Green Knights. That's Kyle Santos. They've got, uh, they've got a defensive player that is one of the tops in the nation. Sam Barnett, who we, I haven't called his name a whole lot today, He's tied for fifth in the entire nation with 64 solo tackles. Right, and I think um, right on cue, as I said, that they haven't done a great job covering downfield. The coverage has really tightened up since, and it's led to a lot of coverage sacks here on Boyer. He looks up, nowhere to go, and just has to eat one. Well, they've been running so many deep routes. That's a big loss. That's about a 10-yard loss. It's third and 19 for the Scots. Back to pass is Boyer under pressure. He'll step up in the pocket, still looking, throws out. And throws it away. It'll be fourth and 19. Out will come the punt team. Yeah, and this not that's good coverage down there by the by the defensive backs for for the Green Knights. I mean, they've gotten loose on the sidelines, but that's just the speed of, yes. of the Scots receivers. When when it's not a speed issue, Green Knights do a pretty solid job. Yeah, and St. Norbert, um, after Monmouth made this a 14 to seven game, the last two drives they've had a chance to take the lead. They've tightened up. So the Green Knights they gave up a touchdown and. They probably got a word from a defensive coordinator. Now you got to really start tightening back up, and they've done a great job at that. Late in the third quarter, the Scots, oh, boy, it would have been a great bounce for the Scots, but a, a great job of the punt returner for the Green Knights. Picked it up off a of bounce. That is Austin Miller, wide receiver, punt returner for the Green Knights. If, that, if he lets that bounce, that's going to take a – Big-time Scott's bounce. Yeah, and he's able to hem it in and at least gets a couple yards on the punt return. We also had a flag, but that's actually going to push it back. That's good news for the Scots because the Green Knights would have had the ball at about the 45-yard line. We'll see where the uh, spot of the foul is, and they'll go 10 yards back from there. Holding on the kick return by St. Norbert. The flag's laying on the 43, so I'll take it back to the 33. That's a, I don't know, that's a good break there for Monmouth College. Still decent field position to the 33. Three. Then they're gonna go. That's fifteen yarder. What was the call? I originally wow. saw holding, but oh, okay. Now the official was pointing at his head. He thought maybe it was a shot to the head. So now they're gonna walk up five. Yeah. So so we weren't wrong. Uh, okay. We weren't wrong. It was a hold. We're never wrong. No. <laughs> on, on no. Saint Norbert, but the initial walk off was fifteen yards. I'm sure Coach Dan McCarty was like, uh, "Where did where did fifteen yard holding penalties come into play?" Yeah. They move the ball back up five to the 33, so that's where the Knights will take over. And I thought I saw the official kind of point to his head. I thought maybe maybe he thought it was a person foul shot to the head or something. I don't know, but certainly wasn't. Nowhere to go on the first run from scrimmage for the St. Norbert Green Knights. Zuliger got nowhere. Maybe a yard. No, they're going to say back to the line of scrimmage, and that's it. Second and ten. Seeing the action there, big 94, Jeremiah Hardnett. He was down there on the, uh, I think, the initial hit, and then Tevin Baker. That's a name that uh, we've said a lot in the second yes. half of the season, for sure, is uh, Jeremiah Hartnett. He got inserted in the lineup, oh, I'd say maybe game three or four of the season, and and uh, he has uh, made his presence known since then. Always love when freshmen can come in and make an impact because that shows that they will be here for a long time, hopefully. Lyon misses a wide-open wide receiver over the middle of the field. Paul Bajanis found a spot in the Scott zone, and Lyon just missed him. Just missed him. Incomplete pass. Threw it low and way out in front of Bajanis, and Bajanis <laughs> looks back at Lyon like, 
fella. That was wide open. That was here. pitch and catch yeah, there, and man. just off the mark. And not not a ton of pressure that time online, but you know after you've seen pressure the whole game, you start getting a, a little bit of happy feet. Yeah, you get a little anxious there because you you know what's coming eventually. Third and ten, line back to pass, screen pass, caught at the line of scrimmage, trying to get north and not even getting to the forty. Maybe the yeah, they say you got to the forty, but that's going to be about three yards short. Fourth and three. Had for a, the Green Knights. Had a Tanner Tomaski kind of went down and and grabbed his knee, but just popped right back up. So. I thought when he went down and grabbed his knee, I'm thinking that's uh that could be bad, but he just jumped right back up, so he's fine. I think Tomaski got banged up. I don't think it was the Knox Turkey Bowl last week. Maybe the maybe the week before against um, um, Lake Forest. I think he mm-hmm. got a little banged up in that game and might still be seeing some lingering effects of that. Punt team out for St. Norbert. Late in the third quarter, they lead 14-7. They'll punt it away. Ball hits the 30-yard line. We'll roll inside the 20, inside the 15, down to the 12-yard line. Good punt again by St. Norbert. And I think I've seen doing, noticed doing some game prep this week that uh, the St. Norbert punt game has been pretty solid. Actually, I was looking up some national ranks to see if they were in there. Not quite in the top 50, but pretty good pretty good punt game for yeah, St. Norbert. It hasn't been the best starting field position for Monmouth. They've, I mean, they've been able to offset that a couple <coughs> times with big plays to start, but... Well, great games, job on special teams. Games like this, special teams really, really come to the forefront. And we talk really come to and, the forefront. And I mean, we heard Braun talk about that before. We heard Coach Braun talk about that before the Lake Forest game. And what do you know? The game ends on two blocks <laughs> at the end of the game. <laughs> right? Yeah. What a crazy game the Scots had against Lake Forest. Now, and a little bit of running room out near the 15-yard line for uh, Nate Rublick, the freshman. And just a couple yards there, if that. And that will be the end of the third quarter. St. Norbert leads Monmouth College 14-7. We'll be back in one minute with the fourth quarter. It's going to be a fun one. Scouts with the ball here to start the fourth quarter. Complete out to the right side. That's going to be enough for a first down on second and 10. Nate Thornton makes the catch. He's had uh, kind of a rough day today and getting up a little slow after the shot from, from uh, St. Norbert. But I'll tell you what, I'll take my chances with uh, with Nate out there any day. <laughs> he is, uh, what's Nate? Nate is, uh, he's uh, 45th in the nation with 10 receiving touchdowns. None today. First and 10 for the Scots at the 24. Boyer, they give to Rublik, trying to stretch it to the short side of the field. Gets to the sideline and a good gain. Did he get the first there? Did he stay in that bounce just enough to get the first? Uh, I think they're going to say he's just a little short. Oh, they marked him out uh, five yards. Okay, he just kept running, but they marked him out bounds at the 29. He looked like he tried to angle in right when he got right. the first down stick, so I thought he was still in, in play. But just keep good running. game to five, though. Yeah, just keep running. Hope yeah. they give you a little right. extra, but right. not the case here. Play to the whistle. Second and five. Ooh, they got St. Norbert to jump again. Looking deep is Boyer. He'll throw out to the left and bring that in. Did he catch that, Jackson Bergeron? Um, boy, they got a flag in the backfield, too. So I think there's going to be offsides on St. Norbert, and then there's a flag deep in the secondary, not backfield, deep in the secondary of St. Norbert. So the Scots, and I'm not sure, I couldn't tell if he caught the football either. Out at the 40, the flag is sitting on the 47-yard line. St. Norbert jumped offside, so the Scots took a free play down the left sideline. 
There's also a hat laying on the 46-yard line. We got flags. We got hats out there. Ran out of flags. We got to throw the hat. <laughs> now, normally, when a, when a hat goes down, it's when somebody has ran out of bounds. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jackson Bergen was near enough to the sideline that he would have ran out of bounds and came back in. This is going to be interesting. There's a flag laying on the 47. That's going to be against St. Norbert. The ball's moving up to the to the 47-yard line. I think maybe Bergen caught it, and they're just going to decline all of it. Because in college, the, the uh, pass interference or legal contact is going to be only 5 to 15 yards, depending on which one it is. Right. But that was a much bigger game by Bergen. I think they're going to say he made the catch, and they'll just decline everything. That's a guess here. They're still huddling at the 46-yard line. And no official made a call at all. Did you see any call? I didn't see any call from any official. I have not yet, and they are just now. Here, let the Scots get the line scrimmage. I think that what think had to have happened, it, yeah. yeah, what had to have happened, is Bergen caught the ball at the forty-six yard line, because the penalty, either one of those penalties, wouldn't have got him to the forty-six. No. So it's a good catch by Bergen. That was a tough. Had to go to the ground to get that one. Had to kind of come back for it. First and ten from the Scots. Back to pass his Boyer off play action. He's rolling right, flushed out to his right. He'll be tackled. He tried to throw it forward. What a great I think job! He got by that it. away. I think he got it away too, and it's not it's not it's not intentional grounding because he got the ball to the line of scrimmage. And he definitely and had a receiver out, right there. Yeah, he was out. He was out of the pocket. Yeah, because he was near the sideline just before he went out of bounds. He just pitched it forward. Way to not That's lose any yards. Yeah. What a great play by by Carter Boyer. If they end up scoring on this drive. Yeah, I'm going to look right back to this play. So those little things that build a drive that get you to the end zone. So Just before he got to the far sideline, Boyer just like almost shovel passed it forward. It got to the line of scrimmage, and he was outside the tackle box. So second and ten to McCade Brooks, trying to find a little hole there off the right side. Gets out to the 40 or near midfield, just short of midfield. So it'll be third and six, but that's manageable. Here starting the fourth quarter, early, early in the fourth quarter, the Scots Trail St. Norbert 14-7 in the Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl. Scots trying to go 2-0 in the bowl games. I just can't help but notice there, Brendan Bishop. I I don't, unless they run this ball, I, I'd like to see them get something over the middle to Brendan Bishop. Get them at least close to the sticks because he's a great option there if you want four or five yards or maybe even enough for the first down. Well, they brought some pressure, and they got the ball to Jackson Bergen. I've got, we had a great angle on this. That's forward progress first down. Boy, they're angling back to the 45. That's going to be about a half yard short. That's a terrible spot. Yeah, he caught that ball about a half, or he, he, he caught that yes. ball about a half yard past the sticks. We had perfect angle on that. It was and, right and on the right Bergen on our side. Right yeah. on, yeah, right on the 44 yard line. They're going to go for it here on fourth and half a yard. Well, the Scots are going to try to draw St. Norbert off and maybe call a timeout and talk about it. Or they might just go ahead and snap it here. Out of the pistol is Boyer. He has Rublick to his left. Two receivers right, one left. There's a snap. Straight ahead are McCade Brooks. Boy, he's short at the 45-yard line. That bad spot is going to come back to bite the Scots. They're going to turn it over on downs at the 45. And I'm telling you, that was a terrible spot on the Jackson Bergeron catch. Yeah, there it is, the official signal. It's going to be St. Norbert football. Doggone it. Doggone it. It's going to be about a half a yard short. They tried to go to to uh, McKay Brooks just right up the middle. 
And nothing there. Good job by St. Norbert to shut that down, but it, it shouldn't have came to that. Yeah, I got to say that, like, I got to say that we were right on that spot. And on the on the far side of the field, it's hard to see, so we'll, you know, give some leeway. But you saw that catch right there, about a half yard past the sticks, mm-hmm. caught and then pushed back. Yeah, Bergen made contact. He made the catch at about the 43 and a half. And they spotted it about the 44 and a half. Now and the, the first run by uh, by Owen Kudik is out over the 45 to the 46. Gain of one, second, nine. And I want to say they've been great about, you know, forward progress so yeah. far. That's just on that call just they missed. That just one. missed. Yep, yep. They've done a pretty solid job. I agree. They've done a, they've done a pretty solid job as far as uh, – well, now I'm confused. As I look down at this near side, well, again, folks, we are right in line with the angle of the football. The far side stick – has the first down on the 45. This side has it about the 46. So <laughs> it's second and 10 from this side, second and nine from the far side. Back to pass is Lyon. Looks out, complete at the line of scrimmage and dropped. No, he dropped that. Owen Kudik dropped that. He would have got at least four or five on that. Would have made a very manageable third down. Yeah, it was a good play call to kind of leak Kudik out to the outside and throw it to him, but... You know, just not able to hold it in. I think that's his first target of the game, first time they tried to involve him into the receiving game. So maybe not exactly used to that type I'm, of play, but just ended I'm up not I'm holding confused. on. Are, are you looking down at the at the sideline? This near side official's got the the uh, the line of scrimmage at the forty six, and the far side has the, far it at side the 45. forty five. Now I think the official one's on the far side, so it's third okay. and nine. I wish it was third and ten. Being a, being you know. Scouts fans wish it was third and ten. Over the right sideline, caught. Nice catch down inside the 30 on that right sideline. That's a nice catch down there by Mitch Van Voren. His yeah. first catch of the day was a solid one. Yeah, and an excellent throw there. It kind of got right into the middle of the corner and the safety there. Kind of found the uh, hole in the zone there. And a good throw from Lyon, and that's going to move the sticks on a big third and long. Yeah, all the way down to the Scouts 27. As uh, now, as we get to the midway point of the fourth quarter, 14-7, to it is St. Norbert leading Monmouth. That was a nice catch by uh, uh, Mitch Van Voren. Now, now straight ahead is Kudik. He's got a hole inside the 20, still on his feet. Got another first down, I think, depending on where they got forward progress down inside the 20, inside the red zone of the sky. I think it'll be about a yard short. It'll be second and nine. Maybe at the 19, so you got to get to the 17, so second and two. And looking at the kicking game for the St. Norbert Green Knights, which would be huge here, getting uh, getting up two scores as we get later and later in this ball game, later and later in this fourth quarter. Uh, Dalton Moise is five of seven from few, uh, kicking field goals, and his longest is 35, so you got to get down to the 18. Lobbed it in the end zone, incomplete. Goes out of bounds. Before the receiver, Paul Bajanis, could even get close to that one. That was well out of bounds. So third and two. All right, so let's look at the scenario here. They're at the 19-yard line. That makes it a 36-yard field goal. Should they not get this third and two? His longest of the season is 35, but he is five of seven. So I'm guessing he's probably capable of a 36-yarder. I think this is definitely a makeable field goal for sure. St. Norbert. I'd like to see a Tackle for loss here, push him back here yeah, for the Scots. That be big as it's going to be at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a loss of one back to the twenty, so that makes it a thirty-seven yarder. Ask and you will receive. <laughs> That's good call. 
fourth and three. The field goal unit's coming out. This is a big one. This is a big field goal for St. Norbert. They lead by seven. This would put them two scores up. And you got to think Tevin Baker has visions of Lake Forest right now. If he, he wants Great to get call. another one here. Great call. As he got a huge field goal block that put the Scots in this bowl game, by, by the way. This is going to be a 37-yard field goal for St. Norbert. This will put them up two scores. And now both teams back off. What do we got? A the, the officials have stopped play. And I don't know. I can't. I can't tell what they're saying. But maybe a clock issue. No, that is going to move them back. A, a, a legal substitution. Maybe too many men in the huddle. And now with oh wow. And now with the St. Norbert kickers oh, longest. Wow. Now you're thinking about going for it. Yeah, as, offense is back on the yep. field. It's fourth and eight now from the 25. This will be a 42-yarder. Yeah, that takes the field goal out of the equation. This is wow, a, if the Scots can get a stop here. This is a, a huge, huge stop penalty. here. This is a huge stop here. You cannot bail them out because they just made a mistake. you got to make them pay for it on this one. If St. Norbert uh, fails to hold on to this lead, they're going to look back at some key penalties throughout this whole ballgame. They absolutely are. Now fourth and eight. Now the Scots get a, need to get a stop. Looking out to his right, his line looks deep. Into the end zone, knocked away, picked off, actually, in the end zone. And now trying to get out of the end zone, he's going to stay in the end zone and slide down. Boy, if you could go back and just knock that down, (laughs) the Scots ball would have had the ball out of the 30-yard line. Yep, and at least he he did not go out of the end zone there like I thought he would. Yeah, Uh, get the interception. Down number one, the, I thought. Uh, yeah, I thought it was number one, too. We'll look at uh, that is um, Caleb Endicott. Caleb Endicott with the, with the pick in the end zone. So the, the ball will come out to the 20. Granted, it's only it's only about a five or ten yard difference. See, what, what were we saying? 42 yarders. So it was at the 25. Yeah, you know, you get a five yard gain if you just knock it down. Yeah, and I guess I am a little surprised at a shot to the end zone there. Yeah, very surprised. It was tipped up. Uh, it was it was in coverage, double right. coverage on double the, coverage on the too. The receivers and it tipped it up, and then Endicott comes under it. So the Scots now trying to drive for the tie here in the fourth quarter. First carry by McCade Brooks is about for two, so it'll be second and eight for Brooks or second and eight for the Scots on the two yard gain by Brooks out to the twenty two. Yeah, what a what a huge penalty, huge penalty. We talked about the the spot for Monmouth kind of ruining their drive, but St. Norbert <laughs> gets a penalty there, ruins their drive. So two big opportunities on the last two drives for both teams puts us in this spot now. Second and eight. This time they give to Brooks and boy, he, he Boyer held an it was a it was a run pass option or a read option. Not read it was not a run pass option. A read option between Boyer and and McCade Brooks, and he left it in his belly a little too long. He should yep. have pulled her back out because Brooks lost a yard on it. It'll be third and nine. A little bit of indecisiveness there. Yeah, he held that. As he They both had hands on the football for a long time. I think they just could have kept running together. <laughs> maybe two two guys could have maybe broke a tackle. Yeah. Well, third and nine for the Scots. Back to pass is Boyer. He's got all kinds of time, just all kinds of time, but will run forward. Now he throws down the sideline, just misses his receiver who got behind the defense. Nick Obsaint, I think St. Norbert kind of gave up on the play and the corner just stopped, and Obsaint kept running. 
and Boyer just missed him. He'd love to have that one back. Yeah, I think there's been a couple throws that you'd love to have back for the Scots, and especially that one as you get to about the halfway point in the fourth. Just a... Uh, oh, my. And it's been kind of the theme of the game. This is very reminiscent of the IC game for both teams where multiple chances... St. <laughs> Orbert's had multiple chances to up their lead. Yes. Monmouth's had multiple chances to tie the game. Yes. And it's just been this kind of lock. They're just locked in this 14-7 to score now because of the mistakes. Oh, great punt. Great punt by Zelk. Drives the kick returner all the way back inside the 30. Although he's got trying to stretch it out and tackle, tackle there. nice tackle out in the open field from the uh, from the Scots. And number nineteen on that. on that. Yeah, that was uh, Mikey Iker, Mikey or Damian Iker. Brown, one of the two. Okay. I don't couldn't tell if it was Iker or Brown. I think it was Damian Brown from uh, East Peoria. It might have been Iker, but that was a big open field tackle at the thirty-two yard line. Um, I have oh, to guess yeah. Damian Brown because he's a defensive back there, but it could have yeah. been Iker. Give them dual credit on that. There you go. Both of them. Give them half a tackle a piece. I find it very interesting. I've been watching here on the St. Norbert sideline. They they signal their plays in. They have two quarterbacks. The backup quarterback and the third-string quarterback are both signaling plays in. Hmm. And one's the dummy guy, and then one's the real play guy. Uh-huh. But they hold a black screen up behind both okay. of them. Every time they put the play in, it's a big old black screen. Just There's a good run by Kudik out over the 40-yard line, close to a first down. Forward progress is going to give him the first down. Black screen, just in case um, <laughs> he who shall not be named. <laughs> in case Jim Harbaugh's hanging around. Just uh, Connor Stallions, <laughs> one of the two. I think we could. This game's being played in Wisconsin, so I think we can we can give us give a diss give a yes. diss to Harbaugh. I, I think, think they'd love that. Here in the state I think of they'd love that. <laughs> First and ten on the run by uh, by Kudik. That's a big run there. Uh, out to the 42-yard line. and uh, boy, Yeah, the offense is really trying to hurry the signal in because it's taking a while here. Had four guys on the offense with the old come on, hurry, hurry yep. uh, general signal line. They do get the snap off to Kudik. And not much there. A yard. Is that a fair back to the line of scrimmage? Boy, that was really close to a face mask. Yeah, I think. Did they well, catch that? Because uh, oh. Kudik caught the. Or no, I don't the, think so. No, they didn't. But his head snapped back for something. Yeah. Ooh, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad one. I mean, it might have been just a just a quick grab, but his head moved back real quick. I didn't see the Scott that got in there. And I will say he probably gets held a lot, but I think Sakak is – I saw at least he got held there. I think they missed that too, so. Second and ten, no gain on the play. I'm sure it's not, not hard. You know, it's not easy to not hold Sakakis. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Maybe give him a couple yeah, – sure. leeway, some leeway there. Second and 10, Lyon under pressure, steps up in the pocket. He'll run out over the 45 to the 48. It took a big-time shot there from Tomoski. And uh, who else was in on that? I think 91, uh, Nick Serrano. Nick Serrano both uh, gave Lyon a shot after about a four-yard gain. Third and six. Scott's got to get a stop here. Got to get a stop. Boy, going back to, to Boyer on the run, run uh, rolling out to his right. He had he had the man wide open, Saint. And just put a little too much under. I think got he was too wide open. Right. You know, just got a little too much under it. Love to see the time there, here. He he goes in untouched. There wasn't yes. a, there wasn't a green night twenty yards around him. Lion on third and six, big play. Throws out to his right. Incomplete. And it's incomplete. It'll be fourth down. The punt team's gonna have to come out for St. Norbert. Scots are gonna get another shot at a tie. Good coverage there from the Galesburg product, Rocky and Sphinx there. Just kind of forced that pass to be wide to the side, so 
Spinks has played Spinks played really well. Absolutely. Since uh, since getting the start. Once again, only a junior. He's coming yeah. back. A few games ago, maybe probably a little bit more than a few games ago, but he's played very well out there. Punt team on. Let's see if Scott's get a punt block here. Fourth and six. The punter, the punter for Green Knight standing on his own 30. No pressure. They're setting up a return, apparently. High kick. It's going to hit at the 23-yard line. Takes a St. Norbert bounce inside the 10, inside the 5. Down to about the 2 or 3-yard line. Boy, that's just you just got to come up and make the catch. Yep, you got to come was, up and make the catch. That was probably two St. Norbert bounces and a roll there to put them inside the 5. That's That's been a bugaboo for the Scots all season long. Yep. We've seen opposing punters make a living off just getting bounces against the Scots. Yep, they've just kind of added their own magic to it throughout the season, and it's put the Scots in some bad positions here. Here we go. Again, folks, I wish we could tell you how much time is up in the fourth quarter. Can't be a whole lot left. They are down at the three. They're on three-yard line, 97 yards away. And trailing by seven. Be on the near hash. The Scots are going from right to left on your radio dial. So it will be looking out to his right, deep down the right sideline, throwing it up and caught by Nate Thornton inside Green Knights territory at about the 45, 46-yard line. What a nice throw by Boyer. Well, the punter kind of puts uh, St. Norbert in a good position here, but you can undo that with Carter Boyer to Nate Thornton, and he had a uh, a big drop there that he was really kicking himself. You can tell that he's just, oh, he just needed that. For that it. was good coverage by the Knights again, and Boyer just threaded the needle right over the shoulder of the defensive back into the waiting arms of Nate Thornton. They're from their own three-yard line out to the 46-yard line of St. Norbert, driving for the tie here. And what an aggressive shot there in your own end zone from uh, Coach Braun and Boyer there. Boyer to Bergen, caught at the 42, not much not much more than that. Actually might have lost a yard when he turned uh, turned back inside. At the 43-yard line, so just a short gain there. Got to commend. Well, one official's got the 42, and they're going to move him back to the 43. All right, I guess it's the 43. I got to quickly commend the Scots fans there. It looks like they came out in a decent number here for a nice drive to Wauwatosa. It is third or second and seven from the 43-yard line. Boyer. Back to pass, deep drop, throws down that right sideline again, throws it up, and there's the flag. the flag. There. Norton, Thornton, Nate Thornton, Norton for short, is uh -huh. interfered with at the 20-yard line. Or the 10-yard line, excuse me. It's going to be a 15-yard penalty. Not as, not as sweet as it would have been in the NFL when you get that ball at the 10-yard line, but it's always dangerous for corners to have an underthrown ball because the receiver can just come back and make that contact here as they're – Kind of convening right now. Yeah, the, the officials are talking about this. They're not going to call that uncatchable, are they? Are they going to pick it up? Nope, nope. they're calling. There it is. Pass interference on the Green Knights. So that'll move the ball 15 yards. It's not at the spot of the foul. In college, it'll be a 15-yard penalty from the 36-yard line down to the 21-yard line. First and 10, Scots. Two plays from the 3-yard line. Down to the 21-yard line of the Scots. And once again, or even no, though the, the uh, 28-yard Yeah, 43 That's to the 28 odd. probably. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, right, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I thought it was at the 46. Yeah. At the 46 would be down to the 31. Right. No, not the 21. The, the 31, excuse me, I'm getting all excited here as the Scots. Get a couple <laughs> more yards, yeah. Wow. 
It's odd. But even though we didn't catch it, Nate Thornton making impact, they're coming back to the ball and forcing that contact. Well, they are giving the Scots all kinds of cushion. The receivers are getting about a almost a 10-yard cushion. Yeah, they got beat uh, two times on deep plays. I don't think and, – and even when the short and field there, you're not getting beat deep again, but they're moving back. Five-yard penalty back to the 33-yard line on the Scots. A little pre-snap penalty here. Um, didn't see what the penalty was on, but it's going to be five yards against the Scots back to the 33. So it'll be first and 15. They need a touchdown. No field goal's not in the equation here. Need a touchdown. 33-yard line, first and 15. Boyer, two receivers left and right. Looking out to his right. Now the throw over the middle. Complete at the 21-yard line to Nick Obsaint. That's going to get a big chunk of that back. It'll be second and three from the 21. Scott's nearing the red zone where they are absolutely fantastic inside the red zone. One of the best teams in the country. Yeah, and one of their, only, the uh, one of their only red zone trips today ended in a touchdown, so now they're back into position again. Tied for ninth overall in the country or 40th overall, 86% of the times they've scored. And uh, a lot of that's been touchdowns because they don't have a whole lot of field goals. So a lot of touchdowns inside the red zone here. Second and two. Boyer throws it up in the end zone just out of bounds. Nate Thornton didn't get a chance to go get that one. Just throwing it up and letting the guy go get it. Absolutely. And, and he it, had kind of a free play there on second and second and two or second and three. Yeah, second and, and two. It, I mean, it's worked twice already this drive. It's been the Nate Thornton drive pretty much. Give him another shot. but And and like you said, it's a short uh, down here, so you can have a second. Yeah, yeah third, third and about yeah. three. Yeah. You uh, can have a second down to, to play yeah. with, yeah. yeah. Two plays to get this now from now. Third and three from the 21. They got to get to the 18. Boyer to Rublik, trying to get to the edge and gets to about the 20. It's going to be fourth down and one. And again, field goal nodding the equation here. They got to get a, they got to get a touchdown. Yeah, It'll be fourth and two. Again, Ball on the 20, got to get to the 18. Can't tell how much time is left, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Fourth quarter, it's time for the touchdown. Yeah, if they there, can get there, it. there can't be a ton of time. Though. The Scots aren't going in a, in a huge hurry, but they wouldn't be going in a huge hurry, just down one score. And Boyer will try to run for it himself. He's he gets it. 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Scots. Boyer on the keeper. We are an extra point away from tying this ball game. What a great call by offensive coordinator Joe Freitag. And that was almost too easy for Carter Boyer. He just strolled untouched to the end zone. Looked like he was going to have an easy first down. Turns it into seven. And this is pending the extra point. Wow. Boy, you I, I several years ago, I don't remember if it I don't think it was St. Norbert. It might have been the University of Chicago. They have in the same situation. They faked the extra point, trying for the win, and did not work. The Scots stopped him at probably the, the three the you know, two foot line. The Scots are going to kick it for the tie. The kick is up and it is good. We are all tied up at 14 on a touchdown run from Carter Boyer, a Robert Thompson trucking touchdown for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs. Call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. We'll be back. This has been a fun one. Back here at Robbie Stadium on the campus of the University of Wisconsin-Lutheran. We are all tied up, St. Norbert and Monmouth. No, I don't think anybody figured anything less. Short kick taken by the Green Knights and finally pushed out of bounds at about the 30, 31-yard line. We'll see where they'll... Spot the ball out of bounds. We're all tied up. What a nice drive by the Scots. They started that on their own three. Yeah, and 
every time the Scots have been kind of pushed into a, a corner here, they've responded as got a player down here for St. Norbert. It's on the uh, far side. I don't think it was the kick returner because the kick returner was uh, I don't think forced so. out of bounds. Trying to get a number far side of the field, so probably won't be able to tell who it is, but St. Norbert players got, on the knee. Thank you so much, Robbie Way. He gave us a uh, give us an update. Two forty left in the uh, in the fourth quarter here. Thanks so much to Robbie Way for listening in. Awesome. The uh, camera hasn't panned over to the uh, to the uh, scoreboard for us here. They did it at the half, and we thought maybe they might start here at the uh, in the second half, but. Uh, 14 to 14. What a drive by this guy. Started on their own three. Of course, the big pass play to Nate Thornton. And then another penalty. If if and we said during that last drive, if St. Norbert ends up not being able to win this ball game, there has been numerous penalties. Going back to the first quarter that yep. has bitten them. They're gonna look back on that uh kick there that they had a a field goal lined up, got the penalty, pushed them back, had to go for it, didn't get it. Then the very next drive, deep play to Nate Thornton. It uh, sets up another first down for the Scots, and eventually Carter Boyer took it in on the fourth down. So penalties once again killing a team there. IC almost did it to themselves when they played Monmouth. Unfortunately, Monmouth didn't quite capitalize. Now they're capitalizing on the penalties and the mistakes from the Green Knights. 2.40 left in this ballgame, and we're tied at 14. I, I don't think I personally have ever called an overtime game. I don't think, in, in college football. I'm, I'm not even sure I've done a high school game. And I've been doing this for over 10, 11, over 10, 11 years, probably a little bit over that. And I don't think I have personally called an overtime game. I might have gotten a Scots game at some point during that time, maybe for an overtimer. Being helped off the field. First time for everything. Being helped off the field for the uh, Green Knights is number 15. That's Dylan Rhodes, unless it's uh, Brent Belkow. One of the one of the fifteens, but if it's Rhodes, that's that's the big tight end. I think it was the other one because I think Rhodes is a little bigger. That Norbert's going to take a shot deep and knocked away. Good coverage by Rockin. He almost picked that off. The uh, the uh, Saint Norbert receiver looks like number seventeen was the intended receiver, Mitch Van Voren. Mitch Van Voren, who come up with a big uh, big catch yeah. on their last drive that the Scots ended up stopping them on. So it'll be second and ten. If the Scots can get a three and out here, you know, I mean, granted, it's it's only got a lot, long way to go now. A little inside handoff, nowhere to go for the running back. Maybe a couple. So it'll be third and about seven, gain of three. Third down with about two minutes to go. Probably under two minutes at this point with the clock running on that uh, run here. The Scots sideline is pumped up. <laughs> they are jumping. They want this ball back. They want a game-winning drive potentially. Uh, good good contingent of Scots fans as I look out across the way. Uh, the, the bleachers here at Robbie Stadium on the uh, visiting side. Which is where the there is nobody Scots sitting. Are. No, yeah, and it's, it's almost full over there. What a kudos to the Scots fans for making the, making the trip. A little bit longer trip, I'm guessing, than it would be for, for St. Norbert. <laughs> Although, yes, yes. Third and seven. Here we go. Big down. Timeout. Timeout St. Norbert. Tickham's Electric sponsoring our timeouts. Looking for an electrician contractor you can trust. Call Tickham's Electric at 335-3034 or go to Tickham'sElectric.com. We'll be back in 30. High drama here at Robbie Stadium on the, on the uh, campus of the University of Wisconsin-Lutheran. Third and seven for the Green Knights. 
Right around two minutes left in this ballgame. It's 14-14, St. Norbert and Monmouth. Here we go. Two receivers right, one left. Back to pass is Lyons. Steps up in the pocket, and it's knocked away. Is it? That's a fumble. Did the Scots get it? I think the Scots have the football. Waiting for a signal. There it is, Scott's ball. They knocked the ball out of Lyons' hands inside the 30 at the 28. Scott's are in business to take a lead here. Jeremiah Hardnett came up with the ball, and he got mugged as he came off by Scott's uh, defenders celebrating. What a play from Monmouth. Boy, you could see it from you could see it from our angle the entire time. I'm, I, it's that old. It's, it looked like it was in slow motion, right? Because you see the defender coming. Lions was just starting to rear back to throw the football, and he just got level. And and I want to say who uh, made the hit. I think it was Nick Serrano because he came up off of uh, Lion there. I think Baker and uh, Sakakis came on the edge, and once uh, Lion stepped up, Serrano knocked it out of his hands oh, for a fumble there. What a- and. Big turnover. And the freshman, Jeremiah Hardnett, getting to the ball to come away with it. Scott's at the Norbert 28. They just need a field goal. They'd rather have the touchdown, I'm sure. McCade Brooks squirts through 25-20. Inside the 20 down to the 16. That's going to move the sticks. What a hard run for McCade Brooks. Hard run, angry runs. We saw, we (laughs) talked about McCade Brooks. He does it all the time. He just keeps the feet moving. Big, powerful back. And right now, St. Norbert. The the nightmare has come true for St. Norbert. <laughs> Simulation sports in Monmouth. No bigger first down than that one. Maybe another one. Just one more. First and 10 from the 17. Boyer rolls right. He'll keep on just a quarterback keeper down to about the 18-yard line. You don't really you don't want to you don't want to leave it in the hands of the kicker if you don't have to. Right. Granted, Cody Zelk is solid kicking the football. Um, looking at his field goal stats, not a ton of them this year. Not a ton of them for, for Cody Zelk. Zelk is, let's see, find his kicking stats. He is, Cody Zelk is two for two field goals, but his longest is a 26. That means you got to get down to the nine to match his longest. Not, mm-hmm. not that he's capable of doing more, but that's his longest kick. Third down. They're going to go up in the end zone, up for grabs. Nate Thornton, hey. did he catch the football? There it is. Touchdown, Nate Thornton. There's the signal we need to see. The Scots have led, are leading the ballgame 20-14. They just went up, said, Nate, go get it. Last drive, uh, when they went down and scored, it was the Nate Thornton drive. They had the big play, and then they got the pass interference. They tried to go to him again on that play, just kind of came up short before Carter Boyer ran it in. On that play, just go up and get it to the 6-4, Nate Thornton, the senior, the connection from Boyer to Thornton for a what? Their 11th touchdown of the season. None bigger than this one to take the lead <laughs> right from St. Norbert. I, I was going to say what a turn of events, but what a turnover of events. What for a the turnover Scots. of events. I love it. The kick is good. Right the Scots lead 21 to 14 with uh, time running out here in the fourth quarter. We'll be back with the Farm King kickoff. Oh, we got to say that that was a Robert Thompson trucking touchdown for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs. Call Robert Thompson trucking at 768-2697. Ah, we're, let's just leave it here. I'm too excited to get to go to a commercial break. It's time for the Farm King kickoff. What a uh, what a, what a job of, of first getting the turnover, of obviously. This is the big thing. But then turning that into points and, and – they took a shot. Went to Nate. Yeah, as much as I know that Coach Braun probably trusts Cody Zelk, he probably only trusts Justin Tucker more than Cody Zelk. <laughs> but 
going for that touchdown, that's huge. Because even if you get the field goal, St. Norbert's going to have the ball back with a chance to tie it or take the lead. Love the confidence to go from Boyer to Thornton, your big seniors that have made so many plays all year. Monmouth College has taken this with 21 unanswered. And they'll kick it down to the 14-yard line. Green Knights on the return, 20, and stopped inside the 25. What a big-time open field tackle. And I think what uh, uh, Dugan always says, Brent Dugan, uh, color commentator right now, he's getting uh, his A-Town girls ready for a a game in uh, the Rova tournament the last day. But what he always says, the big Mo has switched. (laughs) And it definitely switched today. Oh, my. Again, we don't know exactly how much time is off. It's under two minutes. I'm sure it was 2.40 when the Scots took over the football. Um so now it's, it's got to be under two minutes. So the, the Green Knights, who have gotten nothing deep passing-wise, it's been a lot of short stuff. Scott's given a big cushion here. The defensive backs and the linebackers are given a big cushion here. Lion, back to pass. Out to his left, throws it, complete at about the 37-yard line. Not a whole lot there. Oh, yeah, first down. It was a 13-yarder. I was going to say, I looked at the stick, and it was only about a three-yarder, but that was about a 13-yarder out to the 37-yard line. Knights on their own 37. They trail by 7, 21-14. Quickly on the football. Lions back to pass again. Throws out to his left. Incomplete. That'll stop the clock. And bring it down to a second and 10. As, at this point, if you're the Knights, you just try to you try to get to a spot on the field where you'll be able to reach the end zone with, with a last-ditch throw if you need to. Yep, and it's been That's a lot of sideline shots so far for the Green Knights. Second and 10 from the 37. The Scots with a 21-14 lead. They trailed 14-0, correct? Yeah, I, I believe so. I believe it's been 21 yeah. unanswered for the Scots. Rolling right is Lyon. Starting to run out of room. And we'll throw it just before he gets to the sideline. And incomplete. Throws it in the middle of nowhere at about the 30-yard line of the Scots. I think we got a Scott on a knee here, but he's up. I think that's Tevin Baker. Nope. <laughs> the defense is on the field. Quite quite a bit today for the Scots. Yep, that's Tevin Baker. He's going to hobble off the field here. Yeah, that that for him to hobble off right now, it's got to be something significant. But he, yes. he also knows he needs somebody 100% out there Absolutely. at this point. He'd stay out there. I mean, I, I don't mind Tevin being out there at, at uh, 50%. <laughs> but we'll get somebody out there that's 100% because you'll be chasing the quarterback a lot here. Yes. Third and 10 for the Norbert Green Knights. Throws down the middle of the field deep and... Picked off at the 23-yard line. The Scots are going to hang on and win this football game 21-14. to I didn't see who got who got the uh, interception, but I know. So they're trying to zoom in. Is it Nick Harris? I can't no. tell who it is. No, There's, because it's just Nick a Harris mass is. There's red, red jerseys out there right now. Right. And that is it. That was the final play of the ball game. Yeah, just had the to Scots launch it up. The Scots are going to win at 21-14. Yeah, I seen that Norbert was trying to get to a point where they get at least throw it in the end zone. That was well short of the end zone. Yeah, said said it's not Nick Harris, no that, because I'm sure the, the Scots probably have at least, so you, obviously at least right. five, maybe six defensive backs. So it's, it could have been any one of Yeah, so used to him there. being back there in the center field, but he's not in wow. this game. But what a win for Monmouth. Another, just another back in a long back. line of classic football games between Monmouth College and St. Norbert, uh, the coaching staffs have a tremendous amount of respect for one another. Uh, talking to Coach Braun earlier this week, on and off the air, 
he knew. I mean, he just knew this is what was going to happen. This is what happens when these two teams take the field. Yep, and that is going to be back-to-back Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl titles for Monmouth. As you said, they might have to uh, rename it to the <laughs> Cousin Subs uh, Monmouth Scots Bowl. Well, it's, if they it's, get another one of these, as much fun as it is to go to the bowl game, and then, Ch- it's and, time and to play Kudos, yeah, yep. yeah, kudos to the the Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl uh, committee and staff, whatever whoever that might entail. Uh, they put on such a great show. I know Coach Braun said him and his players thoroughly enjoyed their trip there last year. I mean, it, it's a great bowl. It's a fun bowl. Uh, they've had two good ball games. Last year was played in the snow. This year it was with a longtime rival, St. Norbert. But with that being said, he would rather be playing in an NCAA yes. tournament game today. I mean, that's what any coach would like to do. But but kudos to everybody with with the uh, Lakefront Bowl thing. They got to bring another trophy home. Yeah, they are, and it's always great to it's always great to win the last game of the season, no matter what that might be. And it's always good to send off your seniors, your fifth year guys, with a nice win here. And they did that with a fourteen nothing. They were down fourteen nothing. A twenty one point unanswered comeback. What a great way to cap off for Monmouth, but. They're going to get back in the lab again and try to get back in the playoffs. That's where IC is uh, currently today. We'll get a, we'll get an IC score while we're we'll take a little break here. We've also got uh, we've also got some. Uh, we'll break down a little bit. We don't have any stats today. I'll have some stats for you Monday morning on the sports report. Uh, no no stats live stats here. We'll have our player of the game, which is going to be tough to choose between the two of us for this good one. Choice, which will be good. We won't have any stats, so it's going to go off the eye test, which, yeah. which I kind of like that, but. Uh, looking out on the, on the field now, they've got the uh, trophy sitting at the 35-yard line on what looks like, oh, okay, it's a table. It looked like a gurney they had out there. Why are they bringing the trophy out on a gurney? But that's just a big table with a white cloth, with a couple of big white cloths on it with some T-shirts, I think, too, maybe some bold T-shirts they've got uh, stacked up there. Uh, just a happy group of Scots. What a, what a ball game. We'll, we'll come back. we got to get our breath here. We'll come back in three minutes, and uh, you and I will break this one down a little bit and uh, get set for our other broadcast we have a little bit later today. We'll be back in, in three minutes. Welcome back to the post-game show now. Brought to you by Lair's Collision Center. If you have collision damage repair, Lair, call Lair's Collision Center at 734-1949. Lair's Collision Center, professional auto body repair services that drivers trust. What a, uh, what a fun one. We just spent three minutes just getting our breath from that last, uh, what, last three or four minutes of, of, uh, of gameplay here between St. Norbert and Monmouth. Monmouth gets the 21-14 win after trailing 14 to nothing. What a fun one, my man. What a comeback. And um, the Scots we talked about, they have been finishing this season with some uh, excellent games here. Of course, the Lake Forest won. That one was one to remember. And now this one, they get their second straight lakefront bowl here with a comeback win and just – Excellent for uh, Monmouth to end with a win and kind of send these uh, graduating players off with a uh, a nice bowl trophy here. It looks like the team is uh, setting up to take the team picture with the uh, with the trophy. I always love the the uh, new whether, hats on. Yeah, whether whether it's hockey or or baseball or I mean the the team picture where everybody's in a nice straight row. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. When you get a when you get like the the post game trophy picture, the guys laying on the ground and and just having fun with it. That's a great picture. Absolutely. Good for them. That's uh, yeah. You mentioned the uh, the seniors for the for the Scots, and there's a ton of them, which which means the program's doing something right. Whether it's at the high school level or the college level, when you got a bunch of seniors, you're doing something right. Because by this time in your career, if you're not one of the guys that's getting a bunch of playing time, or you know whatever the case may be, 
you just probably don't go out. That's why there's not a lot of seniors in high school and college in, in any sport, not just football right. in any sport. When you get a bunch of seniors, you're doing something right in the program. And they just do such a good job of replenishing that talent when it leaves. They get so many guys in here that can play and that are just hard workers. I mean, Coach Braun always raves about how they just they come to practice and just work, and they make such an impression on this team, and it's really why Monmouth has stayed at the top of uh, – the Midwest Conference that has been a formidable opponent in the area. Yeah, let's just go down and, and list the uh, the seniors and the, the fifth-year guys from Monmouth College. Jeremiah Glenn Lewis-Charles, Caleb Endicott, Nick Obsaint, uh, Sincere Brent, uh, Marcus Albers, Brendan Bishop, uh, also Michael Lord uh, going down, uh, Nate Thornton. So far, that's names that we call all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Harris, also uh, Carter Boyer uh, going down the list, Dylan Bone, uh, Josh Salter, uh, who else we got on the on the second page here? It's a two page roster. That's another good indi- indication of a program when you got to fit your roster <laughs> yes. on two pages. Tanner Tomoski, also Zach Langenbach, uh, Colby McMillan, T.J. Schroeder, uh, who battled through an injury earlier in this ball mm-hmm. game. David Schnitker, uh, who else we got? Malik Boxley, Tevin Baker, uh, Derek Brown, also uh, Ian Castellanos, uh, Nick Serrano. Anthony Williams and also Adam Maxwell. That's that's a lot of names that we call every single Saturday. That this is a this is a veteran ball club here, with with some good young talent too. Absolutely, and um, I was going to mention that you know you look at their roster here. They add on to this already existing senior leadership with you know just guys who step up and make plays like um, uh, Jackson Bergeron, and then of course on the defense with. Uh, with uh, Anthony Sakakis, who's only in his uh, sophomore year here, and Jeremiah Hardnett, a freshman, stepping in, recovering that fumble that set up the Scots' win. Just And, of, of course, in the secondary, Andre Barnes and Rockin Spinks, Derek Chandler made a start today at sophomore. They just they do a, such a good job of having that senior leadership of bringing in guys who can play right away. How, how ironic is it for Carter Boyer, a fifth-year player, and granted, when in my list that was fifth-year players and seniors, so I know talking to Coach Braun, he's lobbying hard for these seniors to come back for mm-hmm. a fifth year next yep. year, <laughs> which would be great. So uh, parents of any seniors if they're out there listening, try to send them back for one more yeah, year. Just give them a little, <laughs> just give them a little convince, <laughs> nudge them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but how ironic is it that basically Carter Boyer's career started his freshman year with a with a touchdown drive in the last minute against uh, Saint Norbert. Now as a fifth year player. Ending his career with a with a uh, touchdown drive to win it. You couldn't script it any better. You just couldn't that's write awesome. any Boy, any. You couldn't write a start cool. and an end to a career yeah, like cool. that. And what a career he's had! What Absolutely, a he's had. He he had to buy his time there a little bit. His his freshman and sophomore year behind some pretty talented quarterbacks, as always at mm-hmm. Monmouth College. I mean, there's no shortage of of talented quarterbacks that came through came through the school. And then he really really embraced the job last year. Had a, had a great year last year, and uh, kind of went kind of shared it. With uh, um, oh the Rockridge quarterback, um, I know I'm drawing a blank too. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Had to, had Last to sh- year, yeah. Was it uh, Federer? Yeah, R- yep. Roddy Federer. Yeah, Federer, yeah. Yep. Roddy Federer had to kind of share some time with Federer, and then coming into this year, he he is he's had a, a great career. Again, folks, uh, the ninth most total offensive yards that's running and passing in the entire nation. A uh, tenth at 500. Or no, as as a as a player, he's ninth in the nation at 320 yards. Uh, total offense. So I mean, what a career from Carter Boyer. Um, uh, gonna there's some names on there we're gonna miss, but uh, like you said, the cupboard's not bare. It's never bare. 
for Coach Braun and the Scouts. Never bear. Does such a great job recruiting, bringing guys in uh, locally, of course, bringing in guys, but he also extends that reach out, finds guys who can come in, finds character guys with the talent to make this team just so good every year in and out. Um, that's going to bring an end to our, to our Scots football coverage on Saturday. It's been such a fun season. Uh, this was this was a blast to, to broadcast. Uh, two weeks ago, we had a, an instant classic against Lake Forest, which was another good one. You and Brent got to do at least most of the Monmouth College IC game yeah. before we lost. Before we had some technical difficulties on that one. That was a, a classic game to call. Uh, the opening the opening week game against Wartburg, looking way back, was a good game with with a team that's that's uh, actually blowing out Illinois College forty two to seven at the half right now. Uh, Warburg putting 42 points up in one half of football. The Scots gave them a whale of a game for three quarters, and then it yeah. got a little out of hand late, but that was a good ball game as well. Yeah, very. I'm kind of surprised to see that result, to be honest, Yeah. with Illinois College. With only but scoring seven. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't think Warburg was going to give up a ton of a ton of points, nope. but I thought they'd give up at least more than seven. And again, that's only in half of football, but that's, that's your Midwest Conference score update brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life. Member FDIC, it's, uh, again, Wartburg 42-7 to over Illinois College. That's at the half. That was a noon kickoff today. So uh, uh, we don't have any final stats. Uh, Spears and Spears Law Office has been sponsoring our final stats all season long at 201 West Broadway in Monmouth for estate planning trusts and family law. Uh, that just leaves one more thing, and this and normally I, I let my I have my color guy do it. I put the, all the pressure on them <laughs> to do it, but we'll make a joint thing. So if we don't have stats. We got to go by the eye test today. Not that we right. always go by stats, but it's always a good indicator. Uh, your your player of the game brought to you by Clark and Glasgow Law Office, representing clients in a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit ClarkandGlasgowLaw.com. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you who who do you think? Well, I think that um, you can go with a lot of different players here. Nate Thornton, of course, had a big day receiving. Jackson Bergeron made tons of catches. Carter Boyer just being, just doing Carter Boyer things, of course, with the big run that uh, I believe, yeah, tied the game there on that fourth down. Those are some offensive candidates, but Anthony Sakakis was all over the place on defense. But you got to think the last play there that on defense that set up the, uh, the Scots' final uh, go-ahead score there you had a combination of I believe it, I believe it was Nick Serrano who made the uh, the hit that forced the ball out, and then Jeremiah Harden at the freshman being right there. So there's a couple names that could be up for consideration. Of course, also Rocky and Spinks who made the uh, or actually we didn't catch a number on that final pick, so can't really say anything for that. But, but Rocky, Rocky and Spinks did yeah. had an interception. He had a great game too. So a lot of candidates for this. Yeah. What do you think? Who, who's your guy? That is that is super tough. I would say the most impactful play was that was that uh, recovery by Hardnett. So you going with Hardnett, the freshman I mean, there. There's no and, there's and it no wasn't wrong answers. And here. it wasn't just the recovery from Hardnett. He stepped into this bowl yes, game. Yes, we called his name a couple times. Yeah, over uh, this second half of the season, like you said, he stepped in and made an impact in the middle of the field as a freshman. I think Jeremiah Hardnett made that recovery the the play. That set up a Scots win. I I I agree. I agree. So we're going to give out we're going to about co-wins today. We're yes. going to give out co-players uh, of the game today. Um, I was going to go with uh, the officials that threw so many flags against St. Norbert <laughs> that really hurt them. It really did. It really I, did. I, I, we don't have a total of the penalties, but those penalties came at, at just a crucial time for St. Norbert. I know looking back, they're going to go, oh, we just didn't we just didn't get it done uh, with the penalties. But I'm, I'm not going to go with the officials that threw the flags. I'm going to go with Carter Boyer. Because mm-hmm. uh, he engineered the drive, uh, the drive again. Well, he's been known for the drive. I mean, he's been 
that that drive that he had as a freshman has been called the drive or the throw or whatever whatever they've been calling it. That was back to his freshman year. It was the drive again today, and then using his legs to get in the end zone. And uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Carter Boyer. He was under pressure all day today. Made a lot of great throws deep. Um, would like to have that one back that he missed down the sideline that would have maybe made this game a little a little less stressful. Yes. But I'm going to go with Carter Boyer just because of the way he engineered that last drive and, and he got the tying score in with his feet on a great play call. I'm guessing that was that was the play call from the side. I don't know if it was an audible. Who knows? Or if it was an option. Usually it's like, I'm going to go with Carter Boyer. So we're going we're gonna to go offensive MVP with Carter Boyer and Jeremiah Hardnett, a defensive uh, MVP today. I like yeah. it. Like and, and we had so many uh, picks there and just – We'll just we'll have to mention guys like Thornton and Bergeron who made it, who helped make it easy on uh, Carter Boyer as well as his backs, McCade Brooks who ran hard, and then of course Anthony Sakakis was all over the play, Tevin, all over the place, and Tevin Baker as well making some great plays there in the secondary holding up. So, so many choices to choose from, but. Boyer and Hardnett, I love that. See, now, if, if you were Brent Dugan, he would just would have given it to the entire defense, <laughs> the entire office, and it's been killing our budget, giving out all these game balls. So at least right. we narrowed it down. Right. <laughs> uh, good luck to Brent Dugan, by the way, my, my uh, normal broadcast partner here on Scott's Football and also your, your broadcast partner a couple times this mm-hmm. year. Um, he's his uh, A-Town girls basketball team is playing for third place today. I think they're supposed to tip off this uh, this afternoon at 2.30. I believe so. So good luck to uh, uh, Coach Dugan and his A-Town Lady Tornadoes. They lost in the semifinals to West Central last night, who we'll have against Monmouth Roseville later today on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. That's scheduled for a 4 o'clock tip-off between Monmouth Roseville and West Central. So our pregame show will hit the air somewhere around 3.45. It's a tournament, and it's basketball, so the, the time is never – Specific, but we're saying four o'clock is a scheduled time with three forty-five tip-off. Should be a good one there too. So uh, good luck to Coach Dugan and his his tornadoes though in the third place game. I'd say just stay tuned and be ready. It's going to be a going to be a big game for uh, Mama Throwsville. Of course, they're again rolling out a lot of talent once again. Uh, they got just they're going to be super consistent with uh, Coach Weber and all the talent they've got. And of course, they're going up against West Central, and we know the headliner there, Shelby Bowman. She's, uh, she's 47. 47 Oof. in the semifinal last night and 30 in game one. So just averaging 38 and a half. I don't think I averaged 38 and a half in, in the layup line before ball games. So. <laughs> uh, so our player of the game brought to you by Clark and Glasgow Law Office, representing clients in a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit ClarkandGlasgowLaw.com. Thanks to all t- uh, Scott's fans for listening all season long. Thanks to all of our sponsors. And thanks to the coaching staff at Monmouth uh, College for getting us all the everything we need. Uh, Sports Information Director Nathan Believa, thank you so much for getting us anything we needed as far as stats and, and lineups and, and such throughout the season. And, and again, especially to our sponsors uh, like Kellogg Printing, Greater Warren County of United Way, Vic Royce Furniture, Monmouth Farm and Home Realty, McDonald's, Kehoe Eye Care, Midwest Bank, Dame Fine Coffee, MC Sport & More, Farm King, Simulation Sports in Mammoth, Tinkham's Electric, Culligan of Mammoth Water Break, Robert Thompson Trucking, LMP Insurance Agency, uh, also Dwayne Boniper. Thanks for all of our our halftime our halftime interviews. He's the Associate Vice President of Communications and Marketing. Save a lot food stores, Larris Collision Center, Spears and Spears Law Office, Security Savings Bank, Clark and Glasgow Law Office. You hear a lot of those folks during commercials during our ball game, and and some just sponsoring uh, some certain things. And especially uh, thanks to Monmouth College for everything that they do for us here at the radio station. We appreciate that. I'm Sean Temple. Uh, for Caden Rogers, Caden, thanks for joining me today. This is a fun one. Absolutely, it's always fun to get on uh, Monmouth College games. Regards, it's always fun to get on the air. Uh, anyway, but when you have such a good game like this one was, and to get a Scott's win, it's huge.
You do such a great job engineering broadcasts on Saturday and then stepping in when we need you, whether it's play-by-play or, or color commentary. We appreciate that. And also to my uh, Scott's broadcast partner, Brent Dugan. Thanks to him for, for ever making time uh, for Scott's football this season as well. Your final score, Monmouth College wins the second annual Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl 21-14 over St. Norbert College. Folks, thanks a lot for listening to Scott's football. And tune in later today at 345 for Monmouth Roseville and West Central Girls Basketball Tournament Championship action.